Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ This is the last week before Thanksgiving which is an off week for the Ron and Fez show. Now, I'm used to saying that, oh, the summer went by so fast. But I never remember saying, oh my God, the autumn went by so fast. How the hell is it Thanksgiving next week? And when we come back, it's going to be December. This is freaking me out. Do you know that I haven't even started to blow up the Ron and Fez balloon for the Macy's Day Parade? God damn it. Which we're going to be in the Macy's Day Parade this year. That's so exciting. That's me burying the uh, lead. But SiriusXM has worked something out. So make sure you are watching the Macy's Day Parade this year to see the Ron and Fez uh, float. Although... I shouldn't even fucking get into this, but the characters are so stupid looking that you need me to tell you that it's the Ron and Fez float. But look for it. See it. We should be embarrassed, but at the same time, it's an honor to have your float up in the Macy's Day Parade. And I believe like these aren't one-time shots. Like Once you're in, it's like a Hall of Fame award. Yeah. You're a lifetime member. Yeah, you stay. And fucking Popeye and Snoopy and shit is still out there. Most kids don't even know who the hell they are. 
I, I know. Wait. I can't wait to be part of it. Yeah, when I see the BC uh, fucking balloon, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a comic strip. <laughs> you know, the gasoline alley uh, float looks crazy. So this year, and hopefully this is the start of many years, um, it, uh, your chance to see the Ron and Fez uh, float. Uh, by the way, if you go over to the Ron and Fez on Twitter, you will see the retweet uh, for a Barry Crimmins show, The Outrageous Comedy for Dangerous Times. An incredibly funny guy that Bobcat is doing a documentary on, I believe now, as we speak. Uh, so make sure... If you're in the area, go to the Beachland Ballroom and Tavern for that show. Uh, very, very funny, man. Uh, all right, it is the Ron and Fez show. This is a Monday. Uh, last night, a rape was on television in Lambeau Field. <sighs> These things happen during times of war. There's nothing you could do. I, I was hoping that Obama would step in and do something. Get a drone strike. But, you know, that's where we are with a guy who won't go left, won't go right. He just locks up. You got to make a move. I'm not even saying a drone uh, strike, Chris. Yeah. But if 100 drones would have appeared over that stadium, I'm sure it may have helped. Now, you heard me talk about... and. Uh, I'm just going to do this Eagles thing very, very quickly. I know it seems like hometown stuff, but I think it applies to a lot of uh, places. I talked about the fact that Sanchez, who last week played terrific, and then uh, yesterday played like Sanchez. Uh, But the week that they were in Philadelphia and they started to romp, I'm like, where's the love? I get this thing from... Uh, this guy Bruce in Philadelphia, who just points out to me during the game, no Packers fans leaving. They're kicking the dog shit out of the Eagles. Worse than when the Eagle fans decided, oh, this game is over, time for me to head home. They stay. They cheer their team on, even though they're up by 158 points. And why, Chris? Love. But why do they love more than the the Eagles fans love? Because that's all they have in Green Bay? Because those are the original people. Those are the original Packers fans. They didn't get a new stadium that priced everyone out. That's the original stadium, the original families who passed this thing down generation to generation. It's a different mindset. Green Bay is one of the few places left with that kind of home field advantage where, oh, I mean, first of all, if you're an Eagles fan, you're like, we're going to get our asses kicked going there because you're playing in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers has an amazing hometown record. Why? These things actually work a little bit. You would think professionals don't need people to cheer for them, but he does. And they do. Um, So... For that purpose, I was proud of the Green Bay f- fans. Um, Sanchez, guess what? We don't need you to go out and eat fucking cheesesteaks with fans. He did the same shit in New York. Oh, by the way, I go to Broadway plays. I'm around town. Who gives a fuck? He's a man of the people. Throw touchdowns. You want to be a man of the people? Throw some fucking touchdowns. Lead your team. 
Um, John in Philly, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, morning, Ron. How you doing? Good. Hey, want to talk about? Uh, want to get your thoughts on uh, Elton John's eleven seventeen seventy thirty four thirty four years ago today? Probably one of the you know my favorite live albums. What do you think? Well, it was. A, by the way, it wasn't just a live album. That was a radio album that was done live here in New York radio. And Chris, yeah. do you remember who the host of it was? Was it Scott So? No. Brucey? Go read it. Read it back to me. You're going to be shocked. Dave Herman. Yeah. Uh, Which is why I no longer listen to that great album. Oh, God. Because I don't want to go and buy it and have people go, oh, pet album. No, it's not. Looks like someone's supporting Dave Herman. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. Um... Yeah. So that's the point of that, John. This was a back in the days of cool FM radio. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing, an amazing album. And it was a cool thing for a station to be able to go, we got this artist coming in. I mean, look, we do stuff like this at Sirius now. Maybe as the years go by, somebody will say, oh, this one album was, you know, could you believe those guys did that so early in their careers? Um, Al, in Maryland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, yeah. hey, my dad is 95, the original Green Bay Packers fan. He's legally blind. So I get there last night, and of course they're wearing the throwback uniforms. My mother watches the game. they got to crank up the full volume because he's mostly deaf. But my mother says, I say, hey, the pack, man, look at the pack. And my mom says, yeah, the announcers say they're winning. But it doesn't look like it. It looks like they're losing. My mother thinks the Eagles are the Packers, so she's trying to describe the ball movements to my dad. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I straightened her out with a throwback. She sort of gets it now. But, uh, yeah, pack, full pack. You know what was weird about that, too? I hate when one, only one team is wearing throwback. It really now looks like time travel <laughs> has taken place. She um, argued with me on the colors. She said, no, the green, green bays in the green. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mom, no! You never you scream at anyone like you do your mom. Just screaming that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Damn it! What are you talking about? <laughs> I've told you! It's a throwback day! Why don't you understand? <laughs> You're ruining the whole experience for me! More crackers and cheese! <laughs> Kevin, in Arkansas, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Robbie B. I want to let you know, too, uh, Green Bay is a uh, traded company, so people that live in Green Bay own stock in the company, so that's probably why they didn't leave. They wanted to, you know, watch their investment. Well, what you're saying is that the company really belongs to the town, I mean, the, the people, the, to the people, automatic for yeah. the people, which is fucking yeah. great. Don't yeah. you wish you had that? Instead of some shitty owner who's constantly thinking about putting rich people in heated booths where they, that they can eat lobster and make fucking business deals. And not watch the game. No, of course not watch the game. Would you watch the game if you were doing a pile of coke and getting head? I wouldn't watch the fucking Super Bowl if that was taking place. Good point. <laughs> Fuck football, Ed. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> then you don't care about it. 
They just instituted either all boxes or no boxes in the goddamn stadium. If it was all boxes, we would finally look like the Roman Coliseum. <laughs> I mean, just, just might as well just do it. Just the next stand, just all boxes. That's the one that should go in L.A. It's nothing <laughs> but boxes. And there's a lot. There could be like one seat for a regular person. It's a lottery. That's the new fucking lottery in L.A. And then after they watch the game, they're killed on this field. <laughs> Why rich people look down like, oh god, you barely scream like the guy did last week. Mm, good cokey coke. Oh, this is great head too. <laughs> Where my cokey coke? Uh, Jeff, Jeff in New Hampshire, you're on the Running Fed show. What's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Hey, I was wondering uh, this Thanksgiving Day float, this uh, Ron and Fez one. Uh, is it going to be filled with dead air? You son of a bitch! How did I not think of that fucking joke? I'm furious at that. I'm, I'm furious at your funniness, big ass prize closet for you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. All right, all right, all right. You know it's time to get rid of the all right, all right, because it's too fucking hack already. McConaughey has now replaced... Uh, uh, he is the replacement brand, like Jack Nicholson was in the early 80s, where every single person does a Matthew McConaughey now. And then it was Christopher Walken, and you're like the first time you're like, this is great. By the way, did you see SNL this week? Oh, no, I didn't. I missed it this weekend. From the beginning to the end. Funny show. Wow. You never know. You never know for the... This is like the one week that I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't watch it Saturday night. I put it on Sunday morning, and I felt like a fucking kid. I'm like, this is a really funny show. Not a week sketch in the bunch. Uh, your girl from the Fappening came walking out to surprise... You know, Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. I, I'm going to keep you up on this. Right. Uh, and by the way, they had every, you know, she comes out and everyone's happy. She's doing the thing where she's dressing frumpy now. Mm. What she's trying to do is don't think of me as a sex object because of the fappening. Too late. I, not Whenever I, I see her in movie trailers, I see her in interviews. You know why, though? Why? You know what it is, the look of it is? It's the abuse look. When uh, little girls get abused, they immediately go into like a tomboy look, so people will stop treating them like a sex object. And this is what you and your fucking 4chan friends have done, Chris. Are you in 4chan? No, I'm not, I, I read 4chan, but I'm not in 4chan. No. I don't know what that would even mean. I thought that would mean that you were in 4chan. I mean, you could per peruse 4chan. But, I, I, but if you look at her, and I, I'm saying this as a person who knew another guy who was a psychology major. So I know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, I do think uh, that... She's giving off signs of don't think of me sexually at all. See, that's bad. And that's all from the fappening. She should embrace it. She should be like, all right, look, you saw my breasts. You don't tell the victim what to do, Chris. That's why you yeah. are a misogynist and borderline pederast. <laughs> no one has the right to tell a victim how they should feel. I, first of all, I'm nowhere near the border of pederast. Okay. okay, but you are a misogynist. <laughs> I love women. The sexual massage, yeah, but you love them as objects. Yeah, I don't like this outfit at all. She's rocking. And she didn't wear makeup. She's not doing the hair. She's playing it down like, let's not make a big deal about me. She uh, might as well have an ace bandage wrapped around her chest. But she came out and they did this funny song about 1989, which I guess Taylor Swift has a song called 1989. Yeah, it's all for a new album, yeah. I can't keep up with the pop kids. But the audience was excited 
and everybody was happy, and I oh, know more. They were fappy to see her out there. But I'm like, I can see that she's like, don't sex symbol me right now. I don't need it. I don't like it. Um, and she was just caught with a, her. Basically, she was dressed in, she was in a dress. I think overseas, I think in Europe, maybe for the premiere of the New Hunger Games. And basically, her nipple popped out from a paparazzi photo, though. I don't need you to do this anymore. You've done enough, Bill Cosby. What? Don't call me Cosby. Why? Shoe fit too well. I'm a white man. You know what? Why don't you just throw your old shoes in the bag and wear it home now? And by the way, that's not the only thing that separates you from Cosby, being white. Why don't you just yell out, I'm not funny. Oh, and I have four hooves. Um, let's, go, um, let's go over here to Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron and uh, Pepper X. Hey, Ronnie, um, I heard this years ago. I might be wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, I believe if the uh, Green Bay Packers were to ever sell... The profits have to go to the local VFW, and that's the reason they will never move. I know that they don't get, you know, that the shareholders, you basically are giving your money to own that share. You don't get dividends. No. Uh, it's, it's something that should have been copied by every goddamn city in America. Because how can you call yourself, let's say, the Jacksonville Jaguars? And then uh, constantly act like we might be leaving Jacksonville. Fuck Jacksonville. You know? They should... All right, so get rid of the actual location. Just put whatever company owns them. Or whatever the... Wherever the like, the, I think the guy... The guy who owns a bunch of stock, like Miller, owns Jacksonville. They could just be the Miller Jaguars. That can make the most sense. Like a Little League team. Yeah, but exactly. only with bigger <laughs> things. <spots there. laughs> yeah. That would be cool, like, if every city just had a Little League team just sponsored by some multi-billion dollar company <laughs> that just fucking treated them as if they were the Yankees. They got all dope shit. Kids are just getting bought in, onto the team. It would be amazing. Well, anyway, I'm glad I shut you down earlier with your misogynistic talk. I think she should just she shouldn't worry about it. Everyone's seen it; it's forgotten about. No one should tell the victim how to act, Chris. This is what I'm trying to tell you. If anything, you should be going by her lead. Could you replug that for me because this is driving me mad? Um, Gurian is fucking texting me during the show about something. Um, his column is up today. Did you guys go and see it yet? No. There's a video on it that is so unbelievable. Uh, this is over on the iBang, and it's Jeffrey Gurry, and he puts this up. I guess this is off his site. And Jeffrey is doing the red carpet. Larry David comes walking up, and Jeffrey is obviously excited. And then Larry David goes out of his way, I believe, to not just intimidate Gurian, but I think physically intimidate him. I didn't know Jer that Larry David was so tall. Larry David looks like Larry Bird. Jesus. In this picture. Um, all right, this is over on the iBang for Jeffrey's uh, jump around column. What is it called today? John Stewart and Stephen Colbert talk Rosewater. Margaret Cho shows her bottom and more. And what's this called on my sheet? Jeffrey's Jeff jump around column. We've got to get in, we've got to get involved in ourselves. You know what I mean? We gotta get in sync. Yeah. 
in sync like the band, not like anything else. <laughs> but it should be five guys dancing along together. We got to start frosting our hair. I don't even know if I want to show this or we should show it because to me it comes off a little bit as bullying. But Please it's <laughs> this. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of upscale big night, you know, one of those nights of it's a $1,500 plate or whatever. Okay. Amy Schumer was there, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, everybody who's um, doing really, really well. I think John Stewart and Jeffrey gets a moment with Larry David. And um, personally, I see it as a somewhat uncomfortable moment. Um, let's take a look at it. <laughs> hey, Larry, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Jeffrey Gurian in Sirius XM. Sure, we yeah. met at the airport. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Everybody is so excited about your Broadway debut in February. Really? Yes. I would, uh, I would tell them to curb their enthusiasm. That's serious, right. really? But it's the... It's the Am I serious? No, no, I'm not serious. <laughs> the last thing serious? That, it's the last thing for you to conquer. It's Broadway. No, I... Uh, no, there's many, many women yet to conquer. Serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was good to see you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Holy shit! The way fucking Larry David walks up to him and doesn't make eye contact with him is fucking hysterical. He stands over top of him and then looks around. But this is also kind of great that Jeffrey doesn't understand that Larry's show was called Curb Your Enthusiasm. What? Jeffrey, why? How could you not know that? Good God, man! Let's watch it one more time. Make sure that, uh, that you turn the sound uh, and turn our mics off because I think you guys laughed over some <laughs> of the really impressive parts. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Jeffrey Gurian in Sirius XM. Sure, we yeah. We met at the airport. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Everybody is so excited about your Broadway debut in February. Really? Yes. I would uh, I would tell them to curb their enthusiasm. That's serious, right. really? But it's the... It's the Am I serious? No, no, I'm not serious. It's the last thing... Serious? That, it's the last thing for you to conquer. It's Broadway. No, I... Uh, there's no, there's many, many women yet to conquer. Serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> How quickly does that woman jump in to break it up? It's 12 seconds. Now, I understand, you know, it's the red carpet, but 12 seconds instead of 38 seconds? She could tell Larry David wanted nothing to do with Jeffrey Gurian. He just didn't. She dove. She dove in there. He looked like at first, like that gummy was chewing, he was going to spit it into Jeffrey's hair. You're talking Larry was chewing gum, but then he was also looking around over Larry's face. I mean, over Jeffrey's face. And it was a very dominating... It was all but like wiping your cock on someone. Dude, he, he came... Larry David came over like a gangster just intimidating Jeffrey Gurian. Gurian was like a nobody. And, and Could Je we give Jeffrey some credit for digging his heels in? No! He, he shouldn't have even put this up! What are you talking about? He why got... would he put it on his site and why would he send it to the Interabang? Because he got an interview with Larry David. That's a big thing for this Jeffrey. Was... No, he got humiliated by Larry David. <laughs> he got pushed around. He got just fucking... All right, hold on. Jeffrey remembered him from the airport. I mean, Larry remembered <laughs> Jeffrey from the airport. I don't know why that came up. 
Well, because a long time ago, remember Jeffrey told us the story on the air? <laughs> yes. That he, that he went over and he gave him his book and that Larry thought it was impressive that he put a hand sanitizer on his belt. Yeah. That was never that did not register in Larry David's memory. This is the fucking craziest oh, thing. Oh no, he knows. People do not forget Gurian. Um This thing I thought was incredibly impressive for Jeffrey. Just to stay in there. Just to hang in. He got just pushed down. He had a he had a curb your enthusiasm moment. Where Larry yelled at him, which, you know, what is what happens on the show. It was awful, Jeffrey. You see Jeffrey beforehand, when Larry David's walking up to him, Jeffrey's so excited, and then that happens. All right, let me read some of these things. 12 seconds of shame. <laughs> uh, Gurian got his ass handed to him. Made my day. Uh, Gurian is a creepy little man. Is Mark Sanchez the Fez of the NFL? All right, we're getting off of the uh, off the <laughs> points here. Um, this is the greatest thing in the world. Gurian is so pompous and needs to be knocked five more pegs down than he just did. I I want to watch it one more time, <laughs> but. Let's see where it starts to go bad. Everybody just, I mean, we all get that it's an uncomfortable moment. But where does it go bad? If you want to leave your comments, that's Ron and Fez on Twitter. Or give us a call, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's watch it. Hey Larry, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Jeffrey Gurian from Sirius XM. Sure, we yeah. met at the airport. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Everybody is so excited about your Broadway debut in February. Really? Yes. I would. Uh, I would tell them to curb their enthusiasm. That's serious, really? But it's the. It's Seri- the l- am I serious? No, no, I'm not serious. <laughs> it's the last thing. That, it's the last thing for you to conquer. Is Broadway? No. I, there's nothing left. No, there's many, many women yet to conquer. Serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was good to see you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, my God. I, this gets better every time I watch it. I, I think it starts at the yelling. But I'm also going to point something else about Larry and his mood that night. Chris, you don't, you haven't gone to the beginning of this. Amy Schumer is on the red carpet getting her picture taken, and Larry stands in front of her and pushes his back into her so she's up against the wall. Go ahead and play that for just a second. So there he is. Now, why is she the same size as Larry David? As Jeffrey Gurry at two feet tall? <laughs> Look, Amy... And him are like Jesus. He, yeah, he's like a guy's height above Amy, but then take him over to Gurian, and he just towers. And then Gurian's looking up in the air like he's looking at Santa Claus. He has the, I'm looking at Santa Claus. All right, here's the other thing that Jeffrey did. He had a thought in his mind, right? I'm going to tell him it's the last thing that you haven't conquered. And Larry isn't about. Hey, let's you know. Let's push me up. You're not talking with Dane Cook, who wants to act like, yeah, I'm doing great. You're talking to Larry David, who wants to act like everything I've done is shit. So he was not pleased with the the last thing that there has to conquer. I'm going to give um, 
Garion a little more credit for this. It's a black tie event, and Garion's wearing a wife beater. <laughs> Maybe if he wasn't, Larry would have taken him more seriously. Um, I think it goes wrong at the word airport. It's already done by then, and it's only 12 seconds long altogether. There's also a bad part where Jeffrey is saying something to Larry, but uh-huh. miking Larry instead of himself. All right, I, I missed this completely. I'm gonna, you know, I was I was caught up into the excitement of the whole thing. Let's see if Fez is correct that he's got the mic in the wrong place, like a fucking SCTV bit. <laughs> Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Jeffrey Gurian from Sirius XM. Sure, we yeah. met at the airport. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Everybody is so excited about your Broadway debut in February. Really? Yes. I would, uh, I would tell them to curb their enthusiasm. Uh, serious, yeah. really? But it's the... It's Seri- the l- Am I serious? No, no, I'm not serious. It's the last thing, that, it's the last thing for you to conquer. It's Broadway. No, I... Uh, there's nothing left No, there's many, many women yet to conquer. Serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was I'm going to disagree. Thank I think you. that was Thank fabulous you. mic work because you got one mic and you have to go back and forth with it. It was right there. He took the mic off himself in the middle of a sentence, even. But he saw that the other that Larry was talking. It's not a very easy thing to do that mic work back and forth. Um, all right. Uh, Ted says, I hate Gurian, but fuck Larry David. He's a cunt douche and should drop dead. That's, in, that's a plus for Gurian. Um, this, wait a minute, let's see. Uh, it goes wrong with his constant need for attention years ago. Um, wait, uh, get him, Fez. <laughs> it starts with going bad when Larry, uh, when Jeffrey Gurian asks Larry how he's doing twice. Fuck Larry David. Gurian is a friend of the show, so that means he's a friend of mine. David Morris coming in big. Uh, go back, Joe. Credit to Jeffrey Gurian, who will endure Larry David's bullying to get the story. And he did get the story. No one wants anything to do with Gurian, even Fez. Well, Fez doesn't want anything to do with um, his best friend, who's being launched out of his house today. Um very few times is Larry David the normal looking guy in every uh in any conversation. <laughs> Gurian sporting a posh mullet. Is that like a Hawaiian shirt he has underneath that too? Over the wife beater, Gurian? Uh yeah, he layers. You know what I mean? Like it's a fun layer time of the year, you know? Yeah, but this is red carpet. I mean, you know, get like a bow tie, I'm guessing. Oh, well, they didn't invite him in for food. Why can't everyone treat him like this? That's not fair. Um, it all turned bad when he brought up the airport. Sick Roy says, I'm with Fez. Why even post this? Well, I think it's impressive that he posted it because he's got the big story. Him getting yelled at by Larry David is the story. Larry didn't even talk about the Broadway show. And who's wrong there? That should be Larry out trying to push the show. Uh, Wade in Toronto. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I think it all goes bad when Larry turns and looks down at his hair and thinks to himself, you son of a bitch. Um, let's uh, go over here to TJ. TJ, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Sezzi that, uh, you know, the moment he says, met you, I met you at the airport, you know, he kind of removed all credibility. Like, I met you at the airport. I, I don't know. That's kind of a weird comment. He weird wants to let him know. Remember that time in the airport when you were trying to just sit there and I came over and, to you and tried to get, give my book to you. And then he he follows it up with asking, "Really?" When when Larry says, "Curb your enthusiasm," which you know, he didn't. He wasn't so he's like, "Really?" Show. Really? Not a he's lot of people have watched that show over the yeah, years. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, um, thanks. It's just one of those shows. That, let's face it, never got a lot of press. <laughs> it's on HBO Go constantly. You can be watching it on a 24-hour loop. The problem with the airport comment is it's not in any sort of journalistic term. It's not like uh, Jeffrey interviewed him at the airport. He's like, I saw you at the airport, and now I'm seeing you now. It comes off stalkerish. Like like he's trying to stalk him? Stalkerish? Or like sell him? Like sell him in a store? Yeah, I guess. Is that it? Like he's no, stalking? No, follow him around. He's stalking him. Stalking him. Like he's wearing stockings? Oh, that was no. it. Yes, I have my stockings on, mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this person says, uh, on, uh, it's G-Promise, says, if Larry David would have given Gurian a neck slap, this would have been the best clip ever. I disagree with that. That's violence. Look, for, the, for this thing, I think Gurian should be drummed out of the red carpet game for, for this. First of all, he is the red carpet game. There was no one else on that red carpet to really talk to. And then for some reason, the publicist says, "No, we have to I'm I have to take Larry around. He I Larry, you have to go now. You have to wait. Uh you have to sit in your chair for 115 minutes until the show starts." She knew what was going on. She saw the weirdness that was happening with Gurian. She knew. I think she made a mistake. That weirdness could have went on for another <laughs> 28 minutes and made a great episode of Curb. I put this up with any good Curb episode. But, first of all, you always hear about women saying that they're attracted to Larry David. You can see that there is... Look at the confidence the level look on his face. that he has here that is unlike any confidence level that you've seen in Larry David on the show. He feels great about himself. <laughs> And you know who's, who's done that for him? Jeffrey Gurian. Jeffrey what? has come in so weak and mellow that it's made Larry David forget that he's going to die someday. Thank you, Jeffrey. No, he was just bothering Larry David. That's what was going down bothering here. Bothering or in a one-on-one -on -one interview that was knocking people out? only person that got knocked out was Gurian. Uh, let's go over our buddy Fuck here. Hey, Fuck, have you seen the footage? Yes, it's nonsense. He's, he's a fucking leech. It's amazing. Come on, fuck. I, sorry. I, I, Ronnie, he, I love you and I respect your He's opinion, an entertainment news reporter. This is the exact same stuff that TMZ does out front every day, and you guys love Adam. Yeah, Adam's great, and that's TMZ. But really, you ever really ask, what is the Gurian News Network? Well, all you got to do is look into it. It's very well known. GNN. I'm not sure that's on the, even on the up and up. And fuck, how could you not find this funny? Who are you? <laughs> I I loved seeing him get bitched out by him. That was that was amazing. Because I honestly I can't stand Gurian. Oh, that's mean. I'm sorry. Um, here is um. 
Here's Andy in South Carolina. Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, listen, dude. I think that uh, I think Larry David's on the same spectrum as uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, as far as being autistic. No. Yeah, because because as soon as as soon as Gary had said serious, I think that's what he was going back in on. I think he focused on that. Here's what I think that uh, Gurian showed here: quiet strength, dignity. No, dignity. Look at him, dignified. What has he also got in his hand? It looks like some weird, like a yearbook. Yeah, it yeah, looks like there's a picture of Larry David on too. Get out of here. <laughs> there's a picture of Larry David on right, the it thing. Must, he's it must be from the night. Like it must a program. Be a, yeah, it must be the program so that he can look at it and know. Oh, that person does belong here. I'll go and talk to him. You see, shouldn't need a picture of, of Larry David. And if you a little bit longer and towards the end, there's just people just taking video of Gurian and David because they know that they're fucking they're witnessing a scene. Um. I right, you gotta watch this other woman too, because she keeps there's a woman whose head is on a swivel while this is happening, and if you also notice this, other reporters are starting to shoot this. Yes, because they're like, are we going to see Larry David assault someone? That's kind of fun. All right, go ahead and put it up again. I remember. Oh, you know what? You didn't even put yeah. the. All right, look at Larry. The confidence in him, and here he looks six foot eight. He's a full foot and a half taller than Gurian. Serious? No, no, I'm not serious. It's the last thing. That, it's the last thing for you to conquer. It's Broadway. No, uh, no, there's many, many women yet to conquer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It was good to see you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everybody there is just watching this. I think Larry gives the girl who interrupts and pulls him away a look, too, right before she does. Like, how did you let this go on even 10 seconds? All right, let's watch. Put the sound down. Okay, so it's coming up like in 15 seconds. Poor Gurian looks so desperate here. He shouldn't be holding the program with the people he's interviewing. Don't worry about it. Just say it. Etiquette. Look at these people shooting now. <laughs> the guy's busted his cell phone. <laughs> Let's see. No, he never gives it. He doesn't give her a look until she walks over. That isn't the. Uh, he doesn't do what I do. Give your information to Chris. <laughs> Which, by the way, I got to tell you this. Uh, someone comes up to me, and I wish I had the gentleman's name, but I didn't get it because I was too excited at the time. He came to the unmasked. And brought a loaf of bread from Philadelphia, from a bakery that I cherish. I take it home, and what do I know? I got all these Italian meats that come down from Connecticut, uh, from when my mother-in-law was just up there the other day, back in Bridgeport. I sit down and make myself, I'm not going to call it a hoagie, because it's not. It's But I made myself nice Italian sandwiches with this Sarcone's bread. It was fantastic. Friday night was one of the best nights of my life. Next morning I wake up. I make myself some breakfast. I go, wait, I got a piece of that fucking Sarcone's bread left. Sounds like I'm going for an egg sandwich. This is why I don't need drugs anymore, guys. Life is good. Um, Liz Sets Fire says, does Larry David realize Jeffrey Gurren used to carry a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we know already. 
Gurian's giant mic is as wacky as he is. Just classic. See, this is another thing I didn't notice. His large mic. It's about two feet long. Um, Ron is only doing this to get Fez out of his shell. I'm not falling for it, you dark-hearted, carny bastard. All right, I will say this. Since Fez seems to be an expert, I'll put you on the fucking red carpet and see how you do. I would find it impossible to do red carpet work. I wouldn't be able to pull it off. I see those people, yeah. and I've been to red carpet events before, and I see the press trying so hard to, to talk to these people because they treat you like shit. Like you can be like Entertainment Weekly. And they'll go like, oh, I'm so glad I'm going to talk to Entertainment Weekly. Wait, Rolling Stone's here. Oh, Rolling Stone, hold on, CNN. And they'll just push them. They'll push people out of the way to get to other people. I wonder who the little guy is talking to Amy Schumer, because he gets to walk up on the red carpet with her. Maybe with Jeffrey's in the darkness at the edge of town. Maybe he's with like the, whatever this event is. How do you not know what this event is if you're a producer on this comedy channel? Um, David, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. I don't think it goes bad until Gurian calls him out on the uh, the curb joke. He goes, serious? Like, he can't believe he used that joke. And no, that's I wish that were voice. true. I wish he would have said something like, really? You're going back to that old chestnut? But he was like, wait, I thought everyone likes to promote themselves as much as I do. Um, the red carpet here is not that wide. <laughs> it kind of looks like a red bath mat. Um, check out the guy in the background in the suit. He even knew it was going bad. It is fun to watch people around. This is an amazing video. Gary and judging how people dress is like a Down syndrome child calling you stupid. Well, that seems like it's bullying as well. <coughs> I swear to God, fucking Larry David looks like maybe he used to play in the Boston Celtics <laughs> in the 1970s. No, this was a completely different Larry David. He's a tough guy. In this fucking video, he's just a tough guy. <laughs> Pushing around Jeffrey Gurian. Uh, if you want to see this video, go over to the iBang. Um, they have it as part of Jeffrey's column this week. And uh, I got to say, I'm very, very impressed. Very, very impressed that he got Larry David. He didn't get Larry David. He basically ran to him in the airport again. But this time he had a mic on. That's, that's, all, that's all it was. He got lambasted by the man. Austin says, Gurian didn't even get a chance to tell Larry that Big J felt horrible that he had to roast Starry. Boy, you guys, if you hear something twice, you go crazy. Uh, Bobby says, how does Fez know about doing interviews? I noticed this. When I offered to put Fez on the red carpet, nothing. Never heard back from it. Um, truth comes out, Jeffrey doesn't know anyone. He stands outside of comedy clubs and gives them 500 bucks to show up at XM Station. Victor calls this XM Station. Um, Mike in the Bronx, you're on the Ron Fez show. Million bucks, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, we need to change this song now to push the round. 
And if you listen to the very end of that clip, if you ever seen one of the Lethal Weapons movie with Joe Pesci as Leo gets, that's who he sounds like. Everything he's saying is okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um. Oh, I really think that he pulled it off. God bless him for it. And the challenge was set up from Fez. And it's been dead air ever since. Not a word back on it. Not a word at all. I'll red carpet this. Well, you can't red carpet that. It already happened, Fez. Again, the next red carpet. You would have to do your own connections. But if I had a disaster, I wouldn't post it everywhere. Really? Because um, I'll tell you this. Getting on the red carpet, not an easy thing to pull off. You get a block that they like a eight inch block. Jesus, that, that you then have to turn and battle for all night. It's fucking crazy, impossible work. I would never do it. Queen Elizabeth says, "Nice to see Jeffrey Gurian sporting the Miami Vice clothing line." Well, you know, eighties. You belong to the city. I think uh, Glenn Fry put it best. Uh, we got a spy report here from Macon. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I saw this morning. That, Hold on, I uh, want to see when the big uh, cat's going to hit spy report. Okay. Oh, you should have put it on the front page, huh, Fez? Spoiler alert. Oh, That's it's a one. spoiler alert. Spy Macon, report. you're on the run of Fez show. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, I saw this morning um, that Anonymous decided to take over the KKK's Twitter account and attack a bunch of their websites. And started exposing a bunch of people on social media that had, uh, like, that were KKK members. Um, there's a hashtag associated with it. And yeah, basically they've taken over all their, um, web presence because they threatened to attack the protest at Ferguson. Mm. Um, because they protested Ferguson? No, because they're, like, Anonymous is going to be a part of, uh, the protest at Ferguson after the grand jury um, decision was handed down. All right. Thanks. Are you following this story, Chris? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Basically, the KKK said they were going to use lethal force on Ferguson protesters, and, and Anonymous just started hacking their websites and doxing them and finding out the KKK members' information and releasing it online. Uh, E-Rock wrote, Jeffrey Gurian is a psycho. I saw him cut across a 9th Avenue rush hour traffic on to Double Park and yell at a woman as she left his car. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. Juicy. Juicy E-Rock. There's a spy report. Juicy. Spy report. Got it now, Fuzz. You're nodding, but we're on the radio. Yep. yep. Jay in New York. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I can't help but uh, think about listening to, to Fuzzy tear down Gurian, who... Maybe he isn't great at his job, but he still does it. And even when he gets confronted, he doesn't just clam up and go dead air. And to hear Fezzi, you know, beating down on Gurian, I can't help but think about the standalone fruit story that everyone, you know, tears apart on Fezzi and how he just goes nuts. He's being a bully to Gurian. I'm not being a bully. We Seems were like you're being a bully a little we bit. We were deconstructing you're this. Like you're being a little bit of a bully no here. Bully here. Like you're being no a little bully. bit of a bully. 
Kevin Quarles is a little bit of bully. A little too much, man. No, no, no. You started a little bit. You said a couple things yourself. Uh, Rorschach says that his father was in the KKK. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it, Rorschach? They're sure going to get doxxed next. All right, Ed Rooney writes, Curian, comedic level, leukemia. Well, do you agree with that, Fez? No, I don't, I don't agree with that. That's uh, too far. This is, a, this is one that went horribly wrong and should have been kept off uh, the Internet. Then why did you go post that uh, that video of you? You even put it up as a cartoon on the internet. That wasn't me. I didn't put that up. And from what I understand, you're getting a pretty penny out of it, too. You're doing pretty good for yourself. I get nothing for that. Um, <laughs> Big J's uh, um, crowd work sessions are released today. And I don't know whether you've seen the album cover, but he basically... Looks like he's in canned heat. I mean, he's got a, just an old school '60s uh, Altamont look about him. It's really, really great. It's awesome, and it's so faded. It looks like a faded old album. <laughs> got a little you know? lens flare. It looks yeah. nice. Looks like somebody found it <laughs> in their, you know, their dad's closet. Um. So that, I guess it'll come up during our big comedy news uh, segment. Who's doing comedy news today? Peter, Laurie, and Marissa, our comedy news team. And we gotta we gotta push this video. I didn't see this until yesterday. Jay Glazer did it. Apparently, this took place during the Ravens Titans game last week. Glazer calls it the cheapest shot in NFL history. Uh. Now, this tight end here, see if you get his name, Chris. Uh, it is Chase Kaufman. All right, there is a pick, right? Instead of chasing the ball, he slides his way out Jesus. into the Ravens' sidelines and just clotheslines an assistant coach. Drops him. Yeah, now we got a JPEG here. What you also don't think, see, in this, though, then he runs over and drags his fucking... Uh, cleat over top of this guy, and he gets a thirty thousand dollar fine from the league. Now here's what gets to me: this is basically an assault yeah. on somebody you didn't know. Last week there was a hundred thousand dollar fine leveled against Rex Ryan for saying "fuck." So you could fucking go out. Clothesline three middle-aged fucking short guys, and like if you before uh, three times and pay the same money uh, before you said fuck, and then have ten G's to throw a big fucking party for your friends. Unbelievable! And if you look at this, like you see how gigantic this dude chases compared to these guys. He He's, looks like well, fucking like, Andre the Giant. He looks like Larry David, and he's coming. Out. <laughs> you know what, Chris? I went for the joke. You went for the right thing, just to point out what you actually look like. But he's a very large guy. Comes out easily 15 feet out of the way where he belonged. Clotheslines. And I it go, I mean, I'm sure, you know, your head is in a crazy place during the game. You know, you're just hitting, hitting violence. Then there's a pick and you're like out of your mind, you know. 
in a steroid rage. But the league's out of their fucking mind right now. They don't know how to hand down fines anymore. $100,000 for someone saying you lip sync fuck on TV. And then you could fucking clothesline an old gut dude. Certainly 30 G's. He could have killed this guy. He should be out of the league altogether. Just toss his ass my, out of the league. My grandmother's right. He should be out of that league. And the league should be shut down, is what you need to do. Shut down the league. Oh, not over Chase. He's actually a player that they need to do a physical on, an MRI on his brain, to see if he's been scrambled through his years of play, and that's what's making him so unnecessarily violent. Um... That cheap shot, it's up on the iBang right now. Uh, Billy says, uh, Fez, how's the NBA tickets coming along? Uh, we haven't locked in a date yet. I remember us locking in a date. Am I crazy about that, Chris? There was a date locked in. It was an evening game during the week, from what I can remember. Bill says, I think the colors have gotten worse somehow. Well, that's probably true. I think it's probably definitely true. Uh, we got a uh, break here later on today. Uh, and we're so excited about this. We will be giving the Highlander trophy helmet to the only surviving comedian, Joe List. Joe List will be getting the Highlander comedian football challenge trophy helmet, which I'm sure he will treasure and will stay in his family for generations to come. It's a list heirloom right now. It's the beginning of a list heirloom. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I didn't think that he would have kids, little grandkids. I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He seems so uncomfortable, though. I think he'll get somebody pregnant. Um, I feel confident. So? Um, put it up. Uh, your thing that you said you got from Laura? Yeah. But everything that I'm looking at looks like uh, bullshit. Okay. Like one of those fake accounts that people fall for. Fake news accounts. Gills. Looks like he's falling for it. He's doing some searching now. Nine minutes ago. Bum, bum. All right, why don't... Uh, oh, wait, Andrea has uh, a thing that she wants to add to Gurian. He says, how are you, twice. I think he expected Larry to recognize him. I can't take the cringe. Some people have trouble with cringy things. We, on the other <laughs> hand, cherish them. Feed off them. Yeah. All right, we'll break. Come back and pick this up. When we get back, Big Fez Watley, you got the stick? Sure. Woo! It's the Ron Fez Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy hit. Channel 99.
It's the Ron Fez Show. We told Fez he was going to take the stick for the next two hours, rock this thing, pull things inside and out. Fez, are you ready for that shoot? I didn't know it was two hours we were talking about. Does that change it for you? A little bit, yeah. Then let's go to the the uh, Raw Dog Comedy News Squad. They're making things happen. Let's play their intro. Reporting directly from the SiriusXM Satellite Radio Headquarters. Blasted into space and redirected directly into your brain. It's Ron and Fez's Comedy News with the Comedy News Team, Peter Laurie and Marissa. What's the story, Peter Laurie and Marissa? <laughs> that feels like it's just added in. <laughs> There's not no, normally not that. Is there news? I'm hearing some stuff from the rumor mill that you two are engaged. Is that really happening? <laughs> no. I don't know. Is it? That, not, that's not official yet. It's not Facebook official yet. Would you? Is this something that is being discussed at this time? We're in talks. Oh, yeah. You guys have a lot in common. You both have a very long commute. This is very true. And you both like guys. So... Let's get the comedy news started. All right. Well, it was a rough weekend for Bill Cosby. More allegations of sexual assault coming out. Not one, but two former aspiring actresses uh, published stories accusing Cosby of drugging and raping them as teenagers. And there seems to be a pattern with that uh, with the behavior. Well, the pattern is you have to drug and then rape. You yeah, can't well, rape and then drug. And you know that that won't work that way. Yeah, but, but these are all legit. He hasn't been charged nor will he ever be charged because there's a statue of limitations on this. But let's just go around the room. If you had to guess just on popular opinion, do you uh, side with the women or Bill Cosby? I side with the women. I think he did it. Uh, me too. I side with Bill Cosby. Fez? Women. I don't know, but I feel like there has to be some kind of way of doing things. In you know, like I don't know whether you should always be judged by the uh, court of public opinion, but I think it's amazing that it's going thirty years, and some of these women are out talking about it. Like, why now? Why now? And it's only because another comedian exactly. brought it up. Where did that happen at? Where? Yeah, I, when, be- I believe it was in Philly, wasn't it? it was in Philly, Philadelphia Zone. Oh, oh. Man. All right, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, was it Stallone who said it? Did Stallone accuse him? No, it was Hannibal Burris. Ah, no, it had to be somebody uh, that was out there fighting for uh, the little guy. So you guys are all, and Chris, why do you think that all these women are making this up? I think they're just trying to get a piece of that Cosby money. I think they—it's too late for that. It's all behind them. There's no Cosby money to be made. I think that they maybe were in a relationship with an extramarital affair, whatever they were. They. We're with Cosby, and it just ended badly. And then that, that's and so they are trying to go after him. Now you know n- none of these women apparently have even met each other. These are all separate stories throughout the years. Yeah, yeah and they were just on the side. You know, I mean, Cosby just like that. Some on the side is what my opinion. But is. why would they all then come up with the same drugged and raped story? That, that would be odd, wouldn't it? I guess it, it's. I think it's all collusion that they they've they've 
they've got concocted this story. All right, for the people who believe in the women, Fez, I'll go you first. Does this change the way you look at the old Cosby show? It, yeah, it does, because it makes me feel like, oh, that was going on while this was happening. Same with you guys? Yeah. You couldn't yeah. watch the show and enjoy it anymore? Yeah, that's like, I don't know, that's just creepy to me now. It's like... See, I'm not that way. I separate the art from the artist. I have mm. some Hitler paintings that give... <laughs> What? He painted. <laughs> it gives me such yeah, joy. You know Hitler. what I mean? It was Hitler. There's though. a serene. Yeah, but this is just two dogs that he painted. You should burn them. It's Hitler. Nothing should survive. Burn them like he burnt what, Chris? Do you see where you're making it happen again? <sighs> I feel terrible. Well, that's because you're hungover from last night's. Look, don't let's not let him derail this. This is comedy news. Go ahead. Uh, also, over the weekend, Cosby and his wife, Camille, appeared on NPR's Weekend Edition. They were there to talk about uh, an art exhibit in Washington, or so they thought, <coughs> until the host, Scott Simon, took the opportunity to ask Bill about the allegations. He said this in front of Camille? He did. He asked wow. the question in front of Camille. We actually have the audio of that. Oh, jeez. This, uh, this question gives me no pleasure, Mr. Cosby. Oh, God. But there have been uh, serious allegations raised about you in recent days. You're shaking your head no. Uh, I'm in the news business. I have to ask the question. Do you, do you have any response to those charges? Shaking your head no. Uh, there are people who love you who might like to hear from you about this. I want to give you the chance. All right. Um, Camille and Bill Cosby, they have lent 62 pieces from their collection. Right, uh, what's the name of this guy that did this? The interviewer? Yeah. His name is Scott Simon from NPR. I want you to send a telegram to Scott Simon that simply says, now you know what it's like to work with Fez. Stop. <laughs> Just joking. You were, I guess, doing your job. Stop. But I'm kind of serious because it's hard when the person doesn't answer you. Stop. I don't know how the telegram gets to him, though. That's the thing that I haven't figured out. Through email, maybe? Chris Mazzelli gave me his card the other day and said, I, uh, you know, get in touch with me if you want to. And it had his fax number. And well, I'm like, what is this, fax. 1989? I go, I, don't even, I wouldn't even know how to fax someone now. Everything do we have a fax machine here? We do. I've never used it, but we do have a fax machine. Let's fax Mazzelli over at Gotham. <laughs> Just, and our fax will be, tell us if you got this. <laughs> we don't know if it works or not. Fax us back. You're in there just blowing dust off of it. <sighs> um, oh, Camille had to sit there for that, huh? Indeed. You know what she was probably thinking? You never drugged me, though, did you, Bill? <laughs> never drugged me. Um, a lot of Chris's old uh, boyfriends would just drug him and then not do anything else. They would just drug him. I didn't have boyfriends. And then he drugged them. So you could have. You were so fucking loaded because it wouldn't be up to you, would it? Look, the one time I thought something weird did happen, I woke up on the subway. Did you cut your hair? Yeah, I did cut my hair. It's Why? I wanted to, I it went badly. So now why didn't you tell me I'm planning a haircut myself? I thought oh, we could sure. both come out together and do it. <laughs> we were just talking about this last week how you like have gotten three haircuts in the, like Yeah, six you know years why? Because now, you and then boom, it's gone. Um I heard a couple of women say your hair is beautiful him the other day and maybe it's that attention that you're getting. You're like Jennifer Lawrence. You're like don't like me for my good looks. 
like me for my drinking and drugging. I feel like I've, I've been fat. <laughs> um, so you guys would not be able to go back and watch the Cosby Show. I might be able to watch it, but the feeling isn't the same. Yeah, it's different now. It's like Bob Saget on Full House. Look, he... Uh, what? what the Bob Saget didn't rape anyone. He's a raunchy man, though. Yeah, I saw his stand-up, and I was like, you are not Full House dad material. That, that's, he's an actor. It's a role. <laughs> no. All those people is like, you're going to run into Willem Dafoe? You're not a murderer. You know you're not a murderer. You were pretending, you prick. Stop it. Look, there is a Bill Cosby bit that still to this day makes me laugh because of the wit and strength that he had. Pudding, 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 pudding. Oh, pudding. Classic stuff. Pudding. Um, you know, I just, I, I would like to point out to people that he was never charged. That's he, all. he wasn't. And his lawyer did, uh, did say that these uh, accusers are just rehashing old, decades old Allegations. Yes. yes, that's what happens. <laughs> you know, a lot of child molesters say that at Thanksgiving. Are oh, you bringing up that shit again, huh? <laughs> Get over it! It's in the past! What it come happened! <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I, I don't think... Because, you know, it, this would be a tough PR move to make, but I don't think Cosby's doing a great job with it. And, like, just shutting down yeah. on... Because he could have, what he should have done was turn it into something funny. He's like, oh, I remember those days my brother, brother, There you have it, everyone. Fifth Lauren Filth. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that is his yes. bet. All right, let's keep comedy. We need like some kind of imaging swipes so that it sounds like we're doing a comedy news peeps, you know? Uh, all right, let's keep the comedy news going. Oh, yeah. So, Reporting oh. directly from the Sirius XM satellite radio headquarters. Blasted into space and redirected right, turn that off, because that's not what we're talking about, right? Okay, we're just sorry. talking about just having a comedy news. All right, go ahead. So this one is about George Lopez. Um, he is urging members of the Latino community to boycott the Dream Hotel in New York City. Oh, ouch. Lopez is upset over an incident last month where a hotel employee mistook the comedian for a member of the housekeeping staff. Uh, TMZ caught up with Lopez at the airport where he said he still hasn't received an apology and that self-respecting Latinos should boycott the hotel. And we actually have an audio of this. We're going to play for you guys. All right. Is it going to say the same thing? Pretty much. Okay. What's happening, Mr. Lopez? I'm incognito, man, so nobody thinks I'm a housekeeper anymore. Looking sharp. So what happened with that? Was it the Dream Hotel? Uh, yeah, the Dream Hotel in New York. Listen, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of there's a list of things I might not be confused for. Uh, being sensitive, being a, a, a personal trainer, you know, um, stock stock market guy, but uh, housekeeper was a little bit insulting. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that is a little insulting. The, the, the you hotel. think everybody would have cable. Uh, and no apology from the hotel, so. No apology? No. Did you get, like, some free mints? Like, did you, like, sneak into the. No. Urban's quarters? No, no. No, nothing like that. You know, there's better places to stay, I would think, if you're a, if you're a Latino with any self uh, self respect. 
Well, it's weird to call for a boycott, but why should just uh, Latinos? If you're calling for a boycott, wouldn't it be every... I, I will tell you this, Mercy, you're too young to remember, but in Philadelphia, they built that mall back in the 80s, the Galleria Mall, do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, yes, very well. And for some reason, the, the black people there were saying... I don't know, they didn't hire enough black people or they didn't have enough black businesses. And they set up a boycott and they said, no black people, go to the mall. And the white people loved it. White people were coming in in droves like, you got to go to the new mall. There's no black people there. So this thing of acting like this really high-class New York, uh, you know, hotel... Please, Latinos don't come. You're not exactly. I mean, this is a hotel aimed at the one percenters. Oh yeah, it's all not at regular there. people. And so it's right downtown. They go from partying in the Meatpacking District to going to the Dream Hotel in the what district? Meatpacking District. Okay, I thought it was Meatpacking District. I, had I think it's also weird for a comedian to call for a boycott, particularly I, when like it would be different. Strange. But they said, oh, we're not going to hire any Mexican, you know, dishwashers or uh, hotel clerks or maids or management. But when it was like, hey, something happened to just me. Someone thought that I worked here. Now I'm super mad about it. That makes it a little tougher to get behind the boycott. He seems more upset that uh, they didn't recognize him than, than like, the racial he angle. Is too, star, you know? He is a oh, big yeah. star, definitely. Yeah. But I, it doesn't seem like the... The fact that, you know, someone sees a Latino and mistakes him for housekeeping, that doesn't seem to bother him as much as, hey, you didn't recognize that I'm George Lopez. You know, Larry David recognizes that Jeff Gurian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, did you guys get a chance as the comedy news team? Make sure they get to see. This is how difficult it is to do comedy news. Um, Jeff Gurian talking with superstar Larry David. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Jeffrey Gurian in Sirius XM. Sure, we yeah. met at the airport. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Everybody is so excited about your Broadway debut in February. Really? Yes. I would. Uh, I would tell them to curb their enthusiasm. That's serious, right. really? But it's the. It's the Am I serious? No, no, I'm not serious. It's the last thing. That, it's the last thing for you to conquer. Is Broadway? No, I. Uh, no, there's many, many women yet to conquer. Serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It was good to see you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh. Uh, Man, that's tough. There's nothing left for you to conquer. You've had two TV shows. King of the world. Yeah. Uh, you haven't written any books, painted anything, but that's done. Um, here's uh, Wes in... Dallas, Wes, you're on the Run Fed show. Yeah, why aren't the, uh, the why not the story about the Latino housekeepers being upset at George Lopez for thinking he's better than they are? Yeah, I don't get it. I think he's uh, I think he's just having fun with it. I don't think there's a real boycott being called. Moving on, <clears throat> James Franco and Seth Rogen who have a uh, new movie coming out, The Interview, set to release on Christmas Day, will be appearing in a special episode of the Discovery Channel series Naked and Afraid. 
Um, last month, the two actually released some Instagram photos, which I'm sad we didn't get to see uh, of them. Why uh, are you so sad? You want to see their pants? I mean, you know, I just yeah. I want to be on. common interest. You know, it's Again, it's coming I up. I know. You Whoa. both like uh, seeing men naked. Yeah. I, I just want to know the, all the comedy news from every angle. I like this. Oh, every, every angle. Yeah, yeah, every from, angle. Even under the scrotum. Absolutely. Uh, now, have Absolutely. you guys ever watched Naked and Afraid before? Yes. How about you, Fez? I've never seen this show. Chris? I've never seen Naked and Afraid, no. Naked and Afraid is great because, A, they're naked, and then, B, they're terribly afraid. <laughs> so, it's just two people, they're cast together naked, Yeah. they got no food, no water, no matches, and then they lay outside and get bit by bugs for like a week or two. <laughs> three weeks, actually. Is it three weeks? three weeks? Three weeks. And then finally a boat or helicopter comes from them. <laughs> and at some point, they will start crying going, I don't know why this is happening. These two guys, <laughs> you know they didn't get three weeks. They're probably naked and afraid for an afternoon. Yeah. They got busy schedules. It sounds like just Survivor, but naked. Yeah. Yeah, it pretty much it pretty much is. Um, they, they each person can bring one thing with them. Yeah, they're not uh, starting alliances though. That's right. the thing. They're just surviving. They're not winning anything. Mm -hmm. um, but Naked and Afraid is one, another one of those shows that, like, you're like Bar Rescue or any of them. Where you're like, oh, this show looks interesting. But after you watch five, it feels like you've seen the same show five times. Okay, you're like. Mm -hmm. with, I see. You thought you didn't like each other because you're both naked and afraid, and then you had to start working together. Not stop being so naked and stop being so afraid. <laughs> so they learn things about themselves in every episode. I think they just get stung by a lot of mosquitoes, and they just are really dirty. I mean, like they're so filthy <laughs> in no time that you don't want to see them naked. No one could look worse than these people. So it's it's like cavemen. That's, that's how they're living. But why, if you're going to do this naked dating or naked, what's what the pixel? Let, let's put it on HBO or Cinemax, where you can see people naked and afraid. But I guess it's the penis. No, we can't see a penis to this day, right? That's the worst thing you put on on a television screen is a penis. Well, they say it's the worst thing you can put on TV yeah. and the worst thing you put in your mouth. <laughs> Never want that in my mouth. No, you know why? Why? Dick germs. Oh, nasty. Yeah, yeah. those dick germs. And like the taste of dick meat. Yeah. And before any of you girls do it, remember, you're going to have to kiss your kids one day. Oh. Uh, Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I just want to ask a question. When Fez takes the reins, we callers need to know what type of show he's going to have. Does he want angry, crying Fez topics? Off the wall, ship the deer out to the Midwest topics? You know, what type of show does Fez want to run? Um, usually my emotions run it for me. I have no clue what's going to happen next. Why not? I don't know. It just feels very out of control a lot of days. Well, but can you give us a, a callers an idea of what type of topics we need to call in with? Uh, no, I haven't figured it out yet. Do you realize if you could take your, your clothes off, you could do every show, Naked and Afraid, the radio show, but it's just one man? Um, moving on. Moving on. Uh, CBS's The Millers, starring Will Arnett, Margot Martindale, and Bo Bridges, is the latest network casualty. CBS will be filming one more episode of the show before shutting down production. Wow, that's really painful that, <laughs> that they film one more time. You're fired, but you work an extra week. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. Well, guess who's not learning their lines this week? CBS. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I would just go off on a tangent and just do whatever I wanted to do. Like, is this good? This is good, right? Just act yeah. like you're sitting there with your script right in front of you, <laughs> like at Big J's fucking... Um, or how the musical. Yeah, at how the musical. Now, here's the big question, and our good friend Leslie, who was in here uh, last week and has written the, the great Hitchcock book uh, about the acting uh, in the Hitchcock films, uh, she's written a piece that's up on the iBang. Why does Will Arnett have so many failed comedies? And it is a good point because he's an incredibly funny guy. Incredibly funny actor. He's great on talk shows, but he hasn't gotten that comedy yet. It's what, so weird. Why do you guys think? It's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it's the charisma. Of of the other people interacting with him, he's with the wrong people. Yeah, maybe. Oh, perhaps he's just unlikable. You don't think of that? Well, there hasn't there been unlikable people who have TV shows. Yeah, like we just saw one screaming at Jeffrey. <laughs> you know, he doesn't set himself up to be the nice guy. That show's funny because he, you know Larry David is such a mean guy on there. Maybe Will Arnett is better as a side character. Like, all right, side. So, arguably, his most successful. Some of these, are, he is the side character, though. I think, right. I think with those, maybe that, that show itself didn't work. And maybe he, he as a side character was good, but and maybe he just. And on the other hand, he also can't carry a show because his it's best the stuff maybe was, that keeps me from trusting your thing here. The fact that you yourself are not uh, sure. Let's. Um, uh, you know, let's look over this and go through some of the different pieces that he's done. But, you know, we were bringing up Seinfeld. Seinfeld was on Benson and was having, you know, it didn't last. And I think they either fired him or he said, look, I can't do this. But everybody said for years, well, Seinfeld's a good stand-up, but you could never put him on a sitcom. And then what did we find out after this? All right, let, in the last four years... Uh, Will Arnett has started in five series, Running Wild, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret, which runs in England and is very, very funny, um, Up All Night, The Millers, and then that small Arrested Development limited run that they did. So he's getting all these opportunities. Five in four years, but they can't seem to find his voice. And knowing that he's a very, very funny, funny guy. I mean, it's not. I don't think there's anything different he could do, but maybe he just hasn't worked with the right writers or showrunners yet. Scott in St. Louis, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, I was listening to that Gurian piece with Larry David, and, you know, I don't have anything in this battle, but, when you know, when you listen to it, it's, you hear Larry David quip at Gurian, Oh, curb your enthusiasm, and then Gurian comes right back with serious. I'm kind of was it Gurian intentionally quipping back at him? No, you no, know, David. Okay, I wasn't sure. You David you see Gurian doing every. If you watch Gurian right, it's like his legs, his feet are locked in, but something's blowing him backwards, like he's fighting against the wind. Like there's everything in him that wants to say, "I'm getting the fuck out of here." This isn't going right, but he hangs in. He hangs in. I would, uh, I would tell them to curb their enthusiasm. Serious, really? But it's the it's serious. the. Am I serious? No, no, I'm not serious. Now, by the way, if you go back and watch it, it's the only time that he locks eyes with Gurian. Before yeah. that, he's looking everywhere else. But now he's like, oh, 
He's given me a reason to take him out. I'm now going to turn. So it looks like one of those things like where like a really good boxer in the gym is looking around the gym when he's sparring. And then finally, like, it's time to take my sparring partner out. Turns, gives him the attention, just starts lighting him up. Moving on. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, the Mindy Project on Fox. I want to tell you this because I know you're you're just getting into this. I love the thing of clearing your throat <laughs> into the microphone you like before that? you jump in. Yeah, that's so everyone knows I'm there. Yeah, that's the sounder I was looking for, Fez, for the imaging of this. We we can record that later. Go ahead. Uh, the Mindy Project on Fox is getting six more episodes. The what project? The Mindy Project. Okay, starring Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Project. No. I thought it was just a small project. No, Mindy with Mindy Kaling. So small. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the actress actually announced the news on Twitter over the weekend, tweeting, We were excited to do 15 episodes this year, but Fox has asked us to do six more. So exciting. <laughs> Is I that you saying that, that or her? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is me reading. <laughs> oh, I thought at the end my inter- it was so exciting. No, no, that's my interpretation of her. Yeah, of her wor- words. Um, you know what might help you? What's that? Work with a tie on. Work with a tie. Wear a tie. You want to wear a tie? No, I'm saying for yourself to give yourself that thing. You know. I get, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you're alluding to. Well, I'm saying then you would be a little more like, oh, I'm doing something serious here. I'm bringing the comedy news. I'm in a tie. Okay. People always listen Definitely. to a man with a tie, but not a bow tie. No, no bow tie. I'll wear a tie tomorrow. A bow tie? If I, if I get invited back. Yeah, and if people say, why do you have a tie, go, we got a road game against Garnet Valley this week. <laughs> That's why. Why would people even ask why I had a tie? Well, because you look like the kind of guy, like they're going to think you're going to court. You know? <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. Well, you'd, you'd be like this. My hand, the guy, I thought she was 12. And then the judge <laughs> has to say to you, that's not even old enough. All right, hold on. Cosby's on TV right now. Let's see if he's given a report. There he is. He's coming into this place, I guess. Uh, I, I'm going to admit something. I don't think I've ever really watched the Mindy show. It's hard to keep up with all the shows. There's a lot it's out there. very yeah. hard to keep up you with You know what everything. comedy I'm loving? What's that? McCarthy's. I haven't watched Boston it. people yelling at each other. Massholes? Is that, is that how they're acting? No, they're... Because uh, the Massholes are young dude bros, right? Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. more of a family comedy. I love the accent. The Boston accent. You must love any accent that isn't slurring. Yeah, you know how they do it? They dry their mouth before they start to talk. It's hard for me to do that. There's so much saliva. Well, why don't you sit there with a mopine or a piece of, of Wonder Bread and just put it under your tongue, pull it out, wrench it into a bucket, and start to speak. Peter Laurie, you'll have to go out for some white bread. <sighs> He's wearing a tie. He can't go out for stuff. <laughs> By the way, Peter Lurie came in, set up the studio today, better than the other two guys put together. He was fast. He was efficient. He seems like he wants to be here. The other two put together a studio like it's the first time they've ever been in. And one of them sits and does voiceover for himself. <laughs> okay, getting the headphones. I'm putting the headphones in the jack. And we got the headphones in the jack. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's other headphones, right? Is everybody else going to want their headphones? Ron, do you know if Fez is going to want his headphones today? Oh, God. I've seen him come up to to me before, and he'll go like this. Does Fez want his water? And I'm like, uh, 
You're gonna have to fucking ask Fez. He, you just need to talk <laughs> constantly. You clearly have ESP. That's what he knew. That that's why he asked you. He is on a constant. He can't have any fucking space between the notes. He just uh, uh, like you're just, like the music that you play. Uh, 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 it's constant. You should make a track. Yeah, he is a fucking track. <laughs> Moving on. All right. This is our last story. Uh, it's about uh, the one. You guys. I know. The one, the only, Big J Okerson. And I had to say it like that. I, I had love to. It. You know? Comedy Central Records releases a new comedy album from crowd work specialist Big J Okerson today. This is titled The Crowd Work Sessions What's Your Fucking Deal? Okerson has built a reputation for his ability to engage the audience and turn it into a unique comedy experience. Here's a fun fact, guys. He usually invites his comedian friends up on stage to riff off what is going on in the crowd. I mean, that's really cool in my opinion. It seems lazy. To me, it seems like, hey, you guys want to come up here (laughs) with me? (laughs) Uh, To me, it would be like this. You turn on the Tonight Show, and Jimmy Fallon says, I got my brother and one of his friends sitting in with me tonight. All three of us just going to sit here and talk. Even though we haven't planned anything. Well, now that you put it uh, that Big way. Big J yeah. is, uh, is uh, amazing at crowd work. Amazing. Yes, this is covering everything from interracial relationships to the myth that everyone is special. Uh, he's a real hoot on this one, guys. A real hoot? A real hoot. Oh, yeah. How many hoots would you give a scale of one to five hoots? I would say at least ten. we, we got to right. jack oh. it up a Double little bit. Double hoots. Yeah. Wow. Double hoots. And this is available on iTunes, Amazon MP3, and all streaming services. Well, we're just going to play a clip of his thing right now. Boring, 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 boring. Rob, Jersey Shore. Hey, what's going on? I was just hoping Peter Lorre, I have a song for him that he could use the chorus on for imaging for his piece, but moving huh. on. Just yeah. a little help. The imaging has to be worked on, but these kids are bringing it on. You guys are going to be doing comedy news for us every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and hopefully by the end of this semester, uh, engaged, married, and an announce of uh, pregnancy. (laughs) Now, Wednesday night, you both are invited out. Uh, to the Hard Rock, if you'd like to come. Thank you very much. Well, you're part of the I comedy news team. Yeah, I mean, we got a cool. good thing going here. But I know, would that be too late for you to get back to? No, no. Philly? No. Oh, I would, for this show, nothing is too late. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow. Whoa. Impressive. Oh, yeah. Pete, by the way, I'm expecting a huge rock for this engagement. Like, <laughs> oh, that would be this, nice. This has to be like shown. Like we gotta really make an appearance here on Wednesday, okay? I've been saving up for months. All, all fourteen dollars per hour. <laughs> she needs her. Uh, but don't worry about anything. I got Don is gonna plan the whole wedding. He does that for us. Cool. Uh, by Perfect. the way, you need a rock so big that uh, her friends are gonna be like this. Oh my God, Marissa, it's huge, <laughs> huge. If you two picked out a house, get a house on the main line. Yep. Oh, the main line is boss. I'm not going to yeah. lie about that. That's well, a very nice area. Is that where you want to live? Uh, I mean, I'm open to that. Would That's you not... leave Jersey for the sure. first time? Yeah, easy. Uh, it's not the f- it wouldn't be the first time, but I would, yeah. Absolutely. You have to give up Bruce Springsteen. I lived in um, Northern Virginia for about six or seven years. Oh. What part? Fairfax. 
I used to live in Fairfax before Did I you? yeah before I came here. Yeah, I knew you guys were on JFK for a yeah. while down there. So, but uh, I didn't. I did not know you lived in Fairfax. Yeah, I used to live in Fairfax. How long ago? Uh, probably about five years ago now. Yeah, I'd already left uh, before then. But that's um, you know, Fez, you lived in what town? Centerville. Okay, it was right in the middle of everything. It was so great. Conveniently so, located. The weird thing was, you could get to nothing like five <laughs> minutes from your house. Like, for some reason, there's just like all these houses, right? I mean, from D.C. out. It's just house after house. There's nowhere. You get to Fez's house, and then you turn around and look behind him, and you just look basically until you see the Pacific. There's nothing there. And you like could go like this fast how quick can we get to nothing oh well, like minutes <laughs> minutes if you want to and you would just like if you would go past like if you're going to Fez's house and you would go there at night and you you like miss the exit you go like this where the fuck am I <laughs> where happened there's no lights here nothing that freaked me it's out it's all gone yeah. I won't be able to deal with that why don't you go to Antarctica for a while I go crazy. I kill everyone there. There's a, a rockumentary about Antarctica. I saw the trailer for it. And when you go there, right, when the plane leaves, yeah, you're not going to see another plane for six months because of the weather and all. So you got to say to your when that they say everyone goes, even if you want to be there. Oh shit, the fucking plane is leaving. And they've like dropped all your supplies, right? Yeah, you everything to, like, to live out. on for you know in those stupid Quonset huts for six months. But you're locked in. But the stars at night, they're big and bright. Deep in the heart of Antarctica. No, really. You've never seen anything like that in your life. And it's just living away from lights. I don't, I've always dealt with... Like, whenever I see even some stars, it weirds me out. I, like, I forget that there are stars in the sky. It's really strange. I think it's bad for us. Because human beings have sat and thought about the stars every night of their life up until about 100 and, let's say, 20 years ago when we started getting electricity and, and light bulbs and shit like that. Before that, every night people would be just like, what do you think when you look? And we don't have that. We're looking at a fucking... We're looking at sitcoms and reality shows. I think it's got to do something to us, you know? Something really weird. It's almost like when you see an animal in a zoo, you're like, oh, that's weird. They're not living like other animals. They're, oh, yeah, they got more food and shit. And, you know, somebody comes by and scrubs them. But they're not living like a lion or a zebra. And now I'm wondering, are we still living like human beings? It's definitely a disconnect because, like, humanity was able to navigate fucking oceans by looking at the by the stars. I, I feel impressed with myself if I, can, if I see Orion and I can name it. Forget that. I feel like I have to have a fucking GPS when I'm in a plane. I'm like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> I can't look down at the earth and go, oh, I know where we are. You know? It's impossible. Today. And yet, you're right. People would say, look, you're going to go, wait, don't worry, just follow that star. Or go down to that star, fucking hang a, 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 a Louie, go down to another fucking star. Are you sure? Yeah, bang a right. And you're going to be fucking there in a couple of days. Yeah. All right. You know, Fez did that thing the other day when he's acting like um, somehow kids are stupider because they don't have good penmanship. And uh, I sent you a thing, Leslie. Did you read that, Fez? Yeah. I just thought your lack of, you know, a return comment meant that you didn't read it. But can you imagine that little kids 
always knew how to start fires with sticks, right? So when matches came along, the old people must be going, what are you going to do if you run out of matches? (laughs) You're crazy! But you know, now, do you even have one friend who's ever lit a fire with fucking sticks? No, not no. one. I mean, if we were, like, flying in Alaska, plane goes down, we would get out of the plane, look around, around all this vegetation and animals, and we would go, let's lay here until we're dead. You know what I mean? Like, there would be all these ways to survive, but... We would not be able to do it. No. Now, I don't mean everybody. There's some people that can. You know what I mean? But most of the people have never even attempted. I've never attempted. I've never attempted either. You know, am I going to be a fucking Boy Scout with shorts on? (laughs) Were you a Boy Scout? I wasn't. No. That's why I can't light a fire. You can't even light a fire with a lighter, though. I asked you the other day. <laughs> I can. I can. Yeah. It takes a few times sometimes, but I, I can do it. Uh, last night, this should have been part of your... Uh, Comedy News, Brother Joe started his uh, video podcast. So now you got Anthony doing a video podcast, Brother Joe's doing a video podcast, and this announcement uh, in two weeks, uh, Dawn will be doing a cooking show. And from her home, she just built a whole studio in there, and she's cooking with other celebrities. Wow. Yeah. What other celebrities is she going to have? Well, uh, I know she's got Big A coming in to do... Oh, that's great. Yeah. thought I saw him on an episode of Chopped. No, you're just being stupid, aren't you? What? He wasn't on Chopped, and you know it. You know it. But that's nice. The whole family's got a podcast now. Who knew? Um, but anyway, good comedy news today, kids. Thank you. You're on top of We As need the break again, Chrissy? Yeah. It is the Rana Fez show. Coming in in a couple moments, Joe List is going to be here to bring a, pick up his Highlander stuff. Michelle, with one L, has sent us a Joe List song. Do we trust her or do we want to play it first to see if we love it? On the last song was a little weird. I don't I remember was, the last song. I believe it was an Ar- Artie Lang song. Well, we never played that on the air, right? We did. But we, we played beforehand, and then said we can't play this for Artie. I don't remember. But I, ha- I have the Joe List song. Do you remember right? that, Fez? I don't remember us playing that. I don't think any listener remembers us playing it. And I know I certainly don't remember it, but I could be wrong. I'm wrong about uh, a lot of shit. Um... All right, let's listen to the Joe List song to see whether we bring him in with it. blown this out of proportion by saying that's the greatest song I've ever heard <laughs> in my whole life. And my only regret is it's not going on for another two hours. I would just let it play and play like that. Let's loop it. Because Joe List. Alright, we will break. 
be back. Joe List is showing up, and he'll be getting his helmet. Um, there can only be one. He be, beat out 48 other great comedians to pick up the Highlander Trophy helmet signed by some of the greatest stars of all time. Read off the list, Chris. Joe Montana. That's all you need to read. That's plenty <laughs> right there. Jim Kelly. Tony Dorsett, Dwight Clark, Tony Gonzalez, Matt Stafford, Jim McMahon, Sean Alexander, Chris Johnson, Eddie George, just one after another. Crazy. You know, you're right. The names get worse as we go <laughs> along. Um, now, we just uh, put up on the iBang a link to the girl in the painted jeans. A lo- have you guys heard about this yet? No, I have not. Some girl painted on a pair of jeans... And walked around uh, New York City, and I haven't seen it. Uh, apparently, it was big over the weekend, so I'm going to take a look at it now. Yeah, they are painting it on. Oh, that's nice. You like it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good paint job. Oh, yeah. That's a real good paint job. What's up, guys? Kobe from Auto Pranksters. So How she's standing naked right Holy now. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm sending Leah Jung out on the streets with painted on jeans. Let's see if anyone notices a difference. She's walking by people with her ass and vagina out, (laughs) and no one really notices. Now, since it's New York, I'd like to see just a bare-ass woman walking down the street and see if anybody stops for her. They have, like, a same kind of thing, like, in Times Square, the woman, like, painted. Right. She's on the subway. (laughs) No one... (laughs) Is no, yeah, good. Stand up. Don't sit on the subway with your ass in the yeah. out, honey. <laughs> All right, someone just said to me, excuse me, miss, I think you spilled some gum on your crotch. <laughs> I don't know why she, they even said that, but I guess it was a... It's crazy, right? This is nuts. I love how they're not showing the front at all. They're like, nope, just right. just the back. The ass is an amazing ass, though. Oh, yeah. It's like two cantaloupes. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine gave you these jeans as a gift. I was wondering if she said I could get them. I got them. She got them here. Those jeans? Yeah. Super We're going to get these jeans. <laughs> <laughs> That one was the sales girl was staring at her vagina. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there are times that you could tell. Oh, she's up in the middle of Times Square. Oh, but the tickets booth for that those stairs are. I would just be looking at her for great ass anyway. Yeah, what are these men doing? Like, I'll be staring at that. You like ass, huh? That's your thing. I mean, I'm more of a titty girl myself. Are you really? Because I don't. I don't have a big ass. I. I have nothing inspiring. Right. So, so what turns you on is what you already got. You're oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, okay. 
You know who you would like, then? A mirror. Just sit and let that chick is so fucking hot. Oh. This oh guy notices taking a close up of her ass. <laughs> this chick is great, by the way. Big thank you to Body of the Art, the ones who did. That's really, really great. All right, head on over to the iBank and see this. The girl who just, they spray painted jeans on her and no one noticed. <laughs> but this gets the man. You brought it up that they do this in Times Square. Yeah. It ruins nudity for me. Like, I feel like they have clothes on if they're painted. What I don't get is why they pick people that, like, aren't, don't have it all going on. Like, right. Like, th- this one girl had an... Sorry, lady. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are, but she had very saggy breasts right. and like pointy titties, and it was just painted. And it's like I can clearly see like you're not wearing a shirt. You know what you you would love, Marissa Please. breasts. That's what your <laughs> favorite things are. You like your own breasts more than anyone I've ever met before. Now, this would be as weird. As if Peter Lorre came in and just kept bragging about his penis. <laughs> like, you know what? My I, penis is dope. You said it, not yeah. me, though. I yeah. never claimed that I was in love with my breasts. Yeah, when you are when you say the perfect woman, <laughs> she looks just like you. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talk about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, when you're just not. saying you're not turned on by a, a nice butt because no, you're I not love happy with your butt. I like I like nice butts, but I have no I can't like look and be like oh like didn't it's, somebody it's just say why uh, they came out with a, a a thing about breast or butt? Another star said, "Why does everybody pay attention to Kim Kardashian's?" Yeah, that was Alyssa Milano. She was like, uh, uh, "Kim Kardashian could flash her ass all over the place, but people freak out when I'm breastfeeding." I wouldn't freak out. I'd be like, "Feed on, Marissa." <laughs> Did I say Marissa? You did. Oh, yeah, that, see? That was Freudian. See? That was Freudian. The truth is coming out. You know what? The this truth is, is coming out. Ladies I and gentlemen, this, I said none this, of this. Yeah, I set this up as a safe place, and then I just blow it. <laughs> I you just blow ruined it. it. It's safe. Um, that's terrible. Alyssa. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa. Right. Now, I am not a person who gets upset if someone's breastfeeding. I think it's part of nature, but I know some guys yeah. do. Really? Yeah. It's Chris, it wasn't you? Were you a, a guy who bitched or you thought it was fine? Um, I, I I think it's fine, but I get distracted by it. So I find it very <laughs> distracting because then I can't help but stare because I'm a creep. <laughs> but I don't think it's disgusting or anything. It's you know, it's, it's, nat- it's natural order of things. Yes, it's a natural order of things. Yeah, you get a kid, and then yeah. you feed it from the breast. Like a hawk <laughs> killing a mouse. It's a natural order of things. Um, I was about to go to break, but I can't do it now. It's Hard Rock Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Hello, boys. Hey, Johnny. The just the woman walking with no pants was. I, I don't. Would you really? Would you notice that, Ronnie? I believe that I, w- I. First of all, I know I would notice the ass. I mean, this is somebody I would follow for a couple blocks anyway. Right. So then, by paying such close attention, I'd be like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> uh, I would say that's a great ass, and then I would go like this. Hold on, if I just pour my boat, my water in the back here, <laughs> I'll finally get to what I'm looking for. I mean, that. Gr- Here's what. The ass itself looks like it's being held up. And we know she has no support. That looks like there's great ass support. 
There's not. Yeah, it's, it's just a great ass. But when you, I, I mean, I walk through the city every day, and I really, I don't know if I would have seen that. Because I just like to put my head down and not pay attention. <clears throat> no, I'm constantly looking for attractive women. Not to yell things at them, but just to enjoy life. Soak in. Bring it in. Say, this is what life is about. Sometimes you run into beautiful models in the city. <coughs> and I'll go, look at all the beautiful babies around here. You know? <laughs> You're together, dude. Go out and meet some of the babies. You're just so money. <laughs> just so money, you don't even know it. Natural order of things. <coughs> Johnny, we're coming to your place on Wednesday. That is exciting news. Yeah. I, Chris uh, is putting together a list right now. Oh, that should be good. We haven't been able to do it as fast as we normally do because we got we did three on mass last week. And, well, you were at Andrew Dice Clay. It was just amazing. That was absolutely <coughs> phenomenal. Um, you know, sat right in the front and, and to be... You know, the, you, the good thing with him is you didn't have to do much. Talking for a little bit, he was really going, and he really, you know, his story is actually pretty amazing. Like, I had no idea about the beginning story with the whole, you know, the nutty professor, that whole Yeah, thing. that whole stuff, it all, uh, you know, we'll all pitch it when it comes out, but Dice was, his kids came up to me and said... They never uh, saw him be so open, and you know, uh, people are going to really, really dig this. If you're a Dice fan, you're going to dig it, and if you're not a Dice fan, you're going to look at it from a different point of view. All right, Johnny, uh, we'll talk to you. Fez, did you go over and do the uh, walkthrough? I haven't yet. Well, I'm. I got a phone meeting set up with Wiki after uh, after the show today, so we're going to go over some details. But we're going to have a great time with Johnny. Listeners will be eating Thanksgiving with us, but a week th- before Thanksgiving. We can never have too because many we're not losers without families. No offense, Chris. You know that hurts. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. I'm sure you were a loser even when you had a family. There. All done. <laughs> all right? It's so much worse. You know it's I mean? so much more fucking hurtful. Yeah. Really, man. Look, we've all been through embarrassing things. I said Marissa instead of Alyssa. You know? Yeah. I thought she was in Who's the Boss. I'm like, no, this is great. The little girl from Who's the Boss is doing comedy news. Peter Lori, this has got to be a safe zone. She has to walk in here and feel completely safe. I agree. All right? I agree. You need to be the bodyguard, too. Yes. You need to, you need to be bad. the muscles. That's my bad. You need to set this up as a respectful place. Everybody's equals, you know. You gotta puff out your I, chest I a little agree. bit, Pete. Come on. We're on top yeah. of it. We're on top of it. Somehow you're sucking your chest in. I don't even know how you're doing it. <laughs> I'm good like that. You gotta take ownership. Yeah, take a little ownership for yourself. Come on. I am. Right? I'm owning this. Absolutely. She's an Italian girl. You know, they like strong men, right? Mm-hmm. Strong men. Very true. Strong Italian men, right? Well, they don't have to be Italian, but they want something like this. What are you doing? What are you talking to him for? <laughs> get in the car! <laughs> Melissa! Don't bu- Get in the car! <laughs> Melissa, get in the car! Get in the car right now! I'll break your fingers you don't get in that car. I love you so much. I'll break your fingers you don't get in that car. There you are. You're in the car. See? You feel better? No, what if I take you out and get a little gobble ghoul? <laughs> Make a nice night of it. Look, you spilled in my car. Grab the muffin. Straighten this up. So that's what you need to do, all right? Gotcha. Every once in a while, you just got to explode. That's all. Will do. Yeah. Get real passionate with it. Yeah. Bring in the passion. That's going to make her feel like you care, right? Absolutely. Johnny, going to see you on Wednesday, all right? Wear something yes, nice. I will. I'll be, I have a pilgrim outfit. Uh, by the way, uh, the guy you brought with, him, with you the other day, right? Yes. Uh, what's your relationship with him? He is the money guy here. He. 
And you're gone? Whoa. He said the money guy, and then he's just gone. No, he's the money guy. Sorry, I lost it. Oh, uh, no, you didn't lose us. You lost yourself. Yeah. Well, he's in charge of the cash here. He's the money, the controller at the Hard Rock. He's the cash money, you know, he's the cash money brother. I understand. <laughs> now, I look up at one point, and those two guys are sitting next to each other in the front row, just holding their hands. Just yeah. two fellas holding their hands. We're close. Yeah. Now, Johnny's acting like, oh, you didn't have to do much. But I go like this, really, Johnny? Then why was Dice in a situation where he talked in a way he never had in any other conversation? And I'll tell you why. I've created a safe zone for him. Safe zone. Everything's safe. Fez, you feel like you're in a safe zone? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah. Okay. Making me feel a little unsafe over there. Sometimes you look like you get scared. I mean, I get nervous, but what, this is the safe what, what, around in your safe zone circle. Circle is where I feel no, the most safest. Can, you can call me a circle. I don't care. <laughs> call me a circle. Don't bother me. Now, you feel safer here than anywhere else? Um, Walk, it, walking it, down the street, you don't feel safe? No. In your apartment, you don't feel safe? No, not very much. If we went Subway over, was bad today. If we, if I had you go up, like Peter Laurie, take you up to the top of this place right now, right? Yeah. Had the two of you walk over, stand on the edge, look down 90, 90 floors. That wouldn't feel safe? That feels bad, thinking about that. But what if you're standing on the outside of the ledge, and you're leaning uh -huh. towards the street, and Peter Laurie's just got your hand like this, and you can trust him because he's a strong kid. And he's pulling. That wouldn't feel safe? That, no, no. I worry about his sweaty palms. What? Why are you going to attack him? Why Come can't on. you make him feel like he's part of it? So you don't feel safe most places? No. You're going to feel safe when you get down there in Pinellas Park, Florida? You get in between your mom and your sister, and you say, we're all in the bed together. I don't know. I have panic attacks there, too, so... What do you have a panic attack about down there? I don't know. A lot of times it just feels like things are closing in. Hmm. Where I'm being oh, crushed. There it is. I didn't think I was going to make it to that next line. Where are you going for Thanksgiving, Peter Laurie? Uh, I will be going to my aunt and uncle's house, oh. which is in beautiful New Jersey. So, yeah, I thought you were going to that goddamn... Um, Quickie Mart from the... Uh, quick Stop. Yeah, I thought you were going to the Quick Stop. Yeah, we'll probably stop there. <laughs> you look close to there? I uh, used to. Where I grew up is pretty close to there. Yeah. You used to go over there all the time? Not all the time. I've been in there. Would you go in there wearing a long jacket like, hey, how's everybody <laughs> yeah. going? Of course. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how many people walk in there in a long jacket. That is like, you, you could drive past that place a million times and not recognize it. It's real little. It's small. It's very small. As opposed to what, Quickie Mart? That's I mean, huge. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's no not giant like Quickie Mart. There'll be a supermarket. No, they're not giant, but I mean, it's they're bigger than the Quick Stop. What are you doing for uh, Thanksgiving, Marissa? What do you uh, got planned? I will be in Plymouth meeting with my grandmother and oh. my extended family. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah. <clears throat> a lot of them out of jail now. They oh. did their time properly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I get my usual nothing, zip, yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? They got nothing out of me. I go, Bing, what are you still doing here? Bing, bong, boom. You saw me, Chris. My eye was out there here. All right, we break. We'll be back. And Joe List is going to be on our list. It's the Ron Fez Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99.
Yes, there can be only one, the champion of Highlander. We started out with 49 hilarious comedians killing themselves one after another and after another. Chris, I know that you've put something together to show how so many of these funny comedians went out attempting to play this game because it is a brutal, difficult game to play. And I paid my dues. We'll wait for that before we get to that. And Chris, let's go over the people that lost at Highlander. Course of ten weeks, forty-nine comedians did battle in Ramen Fez's Highlander Comedian Football Challenge. Forty-eight of them fell in their journey to become the one. Week one: Dan Soder, Packers; Greer Barnes, Packers; Jackie Martley, forgot to pick; Tommy Jonigan, Chargers. Robert Kelly, Patriots. Jamie Lusseau, Saints. Mike Buschetti, Giants. Louis J. Gobert, Patriots. Paul Morrissey, Giants. Graham Elwood, Bears. Ari Shafir, Bears. Tammy Pescatelli, Patriots. Dan St. Germain, Patriots. John Hawk, Bears. Lisa Lampanelli, Packers. Sam Tripoli, Bears. Week 2, Jason Nash, Forgot to Pick. Ryan Sickler, Seahawks. Susie Esman, Vikings. Joe DeRosa, Falcons. Nick Turner, Saints. Don Jameson, Saints. Sean Halpin, Saints. Michael Ian Black, forgot to pick. Jimmy Schubert, Falcons. Tom Rose, Colts. Sam Morrell, Seahawks. Week 3, Bert Kreischer, Packers. Week 4, Mike Fenoya, Steelers. Jimmy Pardo, Saints. Big J. Okerson, Steelers. Robbie Slowick, Falcons. Week 6, Jim Gaffigan, Seahawks. Jay Moore, Bengals. Chris Laker, Seahawks. Gary Gullman, Seahawks. Clayton Fletcher, Bengals. Gino Bisconte, Seahawks. Week 7, Jim Florentine, Seahawks. Dan Perlman, Seahawks. Pete Davidson, Bears. Open Mike Eagle, Seahawks. Pete Dominic, Browns. Jeffrey Gurian, Browns. Week 8, Vic Henley, Cowboys. Dave Smith, Cowboys. Hannibal Burris, Cowboys. Week 10, Eric Stengel, Steelers.
just heartbreaking, but that only leaves the place for one champion, one Highlander. Joe List is here. Joe. Hello, everybody. First of all, congratulations. Oh, thank you. I feel really good. This is one of the biggest things that's ever happened to me in my Joe, whole life. Don't even, I mean, this is the time to go to Vegas. I've never won anything in my whole life. Is that right? One time uh, on a, a track and field, uh, Witten Hansen, my alma yeah. mater, versus Nosset High School, <laughs> I won the uh, mile. Is that right? What yeah. was your time? Do you remember? Four minutes and 54 seconds. Wow, was that a slow mile. I was really, <laughs> I was really cooking. Uh, yeah, you were the guy who broke the five-minute mile. Yeah, well, we sat out our, some of our best runners. But, uh, but other than that, this is How it. How did it feel, though, when you won the mile? It was, it was pretty good. It was exciting. Yeah. You know, my mother was there. And it yeah. was fun. And Everybody was like, Joe, you're such a good runner. Yeah, it was really fun. I got yeah. laid immediately. <laughs> And uh, I had my pick of the litter after that. You break five minutes, you can uh, you can be choosy, you know. Well, you could have won New York's Funniest. Yeah, I could have. I was first of all, your set was flawless, and I brought that up. Oh, thank you. After you did it, it was such a professional set, but they took off points. For you being a white male, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, that always hurts in a contest. Yeah, uh, doesn't doesn't help in this business. Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful on earth, right? Uh, to be a, a straight white male, but it's in this the best one single industry. Yeah, it's really a, become a bit of a disadvantage. Well, you start to run together. You're like, oh yeah, the white guy, the white guy. But if there's like a Puerto Rican lesbian in a wheelchair, you're like, she's so interesting right you know yeah that draws you in yeah if i was uh albino i would be mm. huge right now and, and i would be there for you You'd be, <laughs> you could sell yourself as joe winters the third winters brother <laughs> um but uh first of all you uh, the stand-up that you did that day was unbelievable but oh, you even you. told me all i really care did you think you were going to win the highlander contest at all um, I thought I had a chance of doing well. Yeah. Because on paper, it seems uh, relatively easy to pick one team to win. Yeah. And uh, I should have picked yesterday, even though we were out of the contest, to see if I could have gone the whole season, because I had a lot of firepower left. You're right. I still had the Cowboys and uh, the, the Steelers and the Colts. And uh, some some well, strong the Colts would have been a good pick this week. Well, not against the Patriots. The Patriots yeah. are done losing for the season. You think that's it? I think I'm so. Well, I'm a Patriots that fan. You say now. <laughs> I'm gonna Whatever bet you say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write it down. Like uh, those old uh, what were they, Merrill Lynch commercials, where the my broker is Merrill Lynch or something yeah. like that, and everybody would shut up and lean in. That's how I feel about your your sports gambling. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I don't really even care for the NFL, to be perfectly honest. I don't no enjoy the league that much. No one should. I'm over a college football kind of guy. Uh, college football was crazy this weekend, too, with Mississippi State right. losing. And Florida State back to number one today, despite dropping every week. Uh, because they're behind in yeah. every game. They have to hustle back. They really just figured out a way to win, those Florida State guys. Yeah. And they have become the most hated team in football, it seems. I don't know why it waited this long. They should have always been the most hated team in yeah. football. Well, James Winston doesn't seem like a real nice person. Look, he rapes a little. He <laughs> takes crab legs. It's a renaissance, man. Who else does that remind you of? Bill Cosby. Aha. Uh -huh. Except for the crab legs. 
Boy, this Phil Cosby news is heartbreaking. It is. I, I think that's like the most uh, heartbreaking thing that can happen if, if it turns out that Bill Cosby is a, a rapist. Well, I don't think we'll ever know for sure. Enough time has gone by that he'll never be charged, unless he does it again. But the the statute of limitations, no one is going to touch him on this. The only two things that could happen, he does it again, or he says, I did it, or the women say, look, someone put us up to this. You know, it was right. Berlin. Um, this was a bit that Berlin was doing from Blacklist, and that's why we did it to him. But I've always said this about Bill Cosby. In the 1960s, mm -hmm. he was so important to the civil rights movement without marching, without doing any race jokes. Just the fact that there was a black dude right. on TV making white people go, I like that dude, right. was very, very big. Yeah. And, you know, people could point to him. But does that all get wiped out because he drugged? I don't and raped twenty nine or maybe even thirty women. At what point do you say, "All right, you thirty women, we get something horrible happen." Keep it quiet, like you were Catholics. Right. I don't know. It's hard. Woody and, Allen, Bill Cosby, all of my uh, idols. They all like him young. Yeah. Now Woody Allen said, "Hey, I never drugged anybody." So. Right. Give me extra points for that. That's nice of him. All these accusations have come up. Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Chris Stanley. What? I mean, it just what, seems... Who said anything about me doing any sort of raping or... Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. Stuff. That comes out tomorrow. Right. Well, what's going to come tomorrow. out tomorrow? That'll now that you mention it, thing. Chris has been weird to me in the past. <laughs> he is weird. It. He said, I like when you wear your pants tight to me one time. And I didn't know. I wasn't liar. sure what it meant. You're a liar. And, uh... Well, and but first of all, you you couldn't look more guilty than when you yell at the victim. You're a liar. Yeah, there is no victim. That's the thing here. I felt victimized because I remember after I was like, "Oh, thank you," because I was uncomfortable. I said thanks, and then you were like, "Would you mind if I took him off?" Which I thought was you know strange, but I, it was my first time doing the show. This is fucked up. So I let you do it, but when when I was a kid, one of the teachers took a couple of the boys out bowling mm -hmm. and apparently touched them where their bathing suit touches. Oh, boy. And I remember thinking, why wasn't I asked? Right. Am I that? Am I Mr. Invisible now? Is there something about me that men don't find attractive? At the very least, you should have got the bowling invite. Even if you kept bowling while they went out and got touched, it would have <laughs> yeah, been nice to get really the bowling point. invite. You know? I could have worked on my game. Yeah. Well, we even had a thing in our in our neighborhood for some reason. There was this thing that you could sign up for that I guess the township paid for, where if you got up like from on like Sunday mornings from like 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, they would let the kids bowl for free. And you had to sign up for it. I don't know. It was like, I guess there was no place for us kids to go. And we used to just fucking throw bowling balls <laughs> yeah. the entire time in there and get screamed at. You'd see four kids bowling in the same lane at the same time, yeah. just cracking up. I, was, I, I feel, looking back now, I feel bad for people that work at bowling alleys, because I think that's what all it is, is just kids stealing bowling shoes and whipping bowling balls into opposite lanes and stuff, because that's was, what I did, too. Yeah, there was a, a small period in the New Wave thing where bands would wear bowling shoes that they had stolen, and you would see like a 9 or a 10 uh -huh. on the back. And I'm like, that's a really fucking cool idea, 
to just be wearing stolen bowling shoes. I always thought they looked good. Yeah, I like yeah. The look of bowling shoes. I stole a pair of bowling shoes one time. My dad found out, and he uh, was like, "We're returning these." And I was like, "I'm not going to return them." <laughs> and so I was like, "You can return them." So he went and returned them. And I feel like they probably thought that my dad had stolen the shoes. <laughs> and uh, so you like, had oh, that kind of relationship where you could say to your dad, "I'm not returning them. You are." He wouldn't think of this as a lesson. Well, we didn't Joe. do a lot of communicating. My dad's right. not a big talker. That was one of the three conversations we've had ever. You got to return these bowling shoes. I think you're gay, and you shouldn't do comedy. That's it. Those are the only three. I like an overly quiet dad. We used to have them in my neighborhood, yeah. where you would walk, like you go over your house, and the dad wouldn't say anything to you, and you would, you'd be like, "Hi, Mr. Ferguson," and he wouldn't even look up. You know, he would just said something that destroyed him. You know, something so so awful had happened to him years before, right? That he didn't have time for small talk. Well, a lot of these Irish Catholic men, they don't mm. say a lot of things. It seems like. Yeah, what is there to say, I guess? I you know? don't know. There's nothing to say. I think that uh, a lot of people that went to like uh, Catholic school years ago, they were their parents sent them, and then these nuns would hit them. Mm-hmm. And so they became very resentful, and they're just quiet, and it's all inside now. Well, a lot of those guys, That's my they, suspicion. They, you know, they went off and fought in wars, and then they worked in factories, and there was just nothing good about life. Uh-huh. You know, just a chance to sit at your house... In your socks and drink, <laughs> that they were like, this hideous moment is as good as it will ever be for me. Right. As ever, they had no dreams. Mm-hmm. There was never I met any of the guys, like dads in my neighborhood, where they like maybe had an idea of something they wanted to do. Right. No. They're just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> pension down, down at the shipyard. Next summer, we're going to the Jersey Shore if everything works out. <laughs> I'm not saying for sure we're it's, going there. Too bad they didn't realize that they could have been drugging women and having sex with them. They'll never say what kind of sex either. The one girl lets on that it was anal. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because she said, wow. through her drugged out thing, she said, I have, uh, you know, I have a fucking disease or something, an STD. And he goes, don't worry about it. Where I'm going... It's going to surprise you. Oh, wow. Oh. See, before it kind of ruins the surprise, no? Before the allegations came out, I just thought he like, molested them, just like fondled them. I, I never really thought it was full-on rape. Oh. Right? Was raping their unconscious bodies, allegedly. I hope that he did none of this. That would make me happy if he did none of these things. Well, I'll tell you something. I heard a story. Uh-oh. I'm not even repeating something that happened years ago. And the reason why I'm not repeating because it's not my story uh-huh. to tell. Uh, but he did something so antisocial hmm. that I was surprised when I heard it. And yet, because I had already heard these stories, and I'd always said this on the air, I go, when Cosby's dead, all the stories are going to come out and everyone's going to talk about him. And, but I didn't think they would still be doing it while he was alive. Right. This has a very Joe Paterno uh, feel to it. It does. Even worse, though, because Joe, you could look at and go, well, he was just stupid and, you know, single-minded on football. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said that Joe didn't even like if someone farted. Joe would be like, stop it. That's disgusting. You know we're not like that. We're just a bunch of football players. No cursing. He would get mad at anybody who cursed. Wow. So he, it's almost like he didn't even think kid-touching existed. Wow. But the Elmo guy. It reminds me a little bit of the Elmo guy. Oh, yeah. When he was a kid toucher. A pederast. Yeah, like 16-year-olds he liked. That old? 
I heard at least one of them. One of the kids that came out said he was 16. Yeah, now when oh, he's yeah. telling the story, <laughs> when it happened, he was two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's even a, uh, an age that a pederast won't even touch a kid? Like, oh my God, he just came out of the womb. That's too fucking early for me. No, I bet they like that. I bet that's like they. You think they want to be standing right there? No. As the kids yeah. coming out of the mother and, and just it, start diddling them, and they just, just push aside the placenta and just just go straight for it. Uh, I'd leave this placenta yeah, on. Yeah, that makes plus sense. All yeah, right, take it easy, good. folks. Come on, came in. First place at the Highland. What's it called? I don't even know what it's called. It's the Highland Gardens. Fucking uh, uh, the Amanda Bynes story is the big story too, Chris. Yeah. What happened here? I don't know her that well to know. First of all, what had she done in her past that keeps her in the news? All right. First of all, she was like a pretty big like Nickelodeon star. She was she got like the number one show on Nickelodeon for a few years when she was a young girl, and then after she got out of the spotlight, she started acting strangely, and then she mm. started she got, I think like last year she was in the city and she threw a bong out the window and the cops came and arrested her for uh-huh. throwing her bong out the window. But her big show was what the Amanda Show. See, that's what I need to know. Like, why do people? I don't think people care about her because she threw a bong out the window. Is because they know. So there was a show called The Amanda Show. Uh-huh, a Nickelodeon. Was big that I never even saw once. The children yeah. loved it. Yeah, she was like, the tweens loved her. Now, what age are we talking? She was, I'd say she was around like 20, 19 during that show's run. What? When oh. did it come out? 2000 and, 2000, from 2002 to 2006. Wow, okay, so just a decade ago. Yeah. And um, and she never did any movies or anything. She did like a couple of movies. She she did a hair. She was in Hairspray. She was in What a Girl Wants. She did oh, like those a, are big. She did a few films, but in the last few years, she's only been known for being a crazy train wreck. Hard times. Yeah, she's gone real nuts. All right, let's see what she did. All right, so this this is her. If your father was my father, exactly, like then you would understand why you'd want to slit his wrist, and quite frankly. Be like, be like, literally like, this is where I go stupid. Like, I just want to like, I want to like, I don't want to shoot my father in the face. And that's why I said I want to like strip for him as a joke. I want to literally like lead him into a ditch. And I, I haven't decided how I want to murder him. Because now I have this like war wound on my face. And I don't believe in murder. Because um, I know that that is like unfortunate but it's not because it's like my father because i look at him as like a murderer person it's like i literally like it's like he literally like is the worst person and he's tries to match me like and it's like nothing would give me greater pleasure than like i guess slitting his throat that's what i would do so like i'm not gonna like ever do such a thing but like i call my mom and like i threatened like to kill her and i I threatened to slit her wrist, and I threatened to, like, burn down her house, and, like, I said a bunch of shit that, like, quite frankly, like, I've never felt better, like, or in a long time. I, I didn't think one unnatural thought, and so, like, I gotta just keep up, like, I'm gonna continue telling you guys I'm gonna murder my family, like, cause that's the thing, like, they're in control of my money, and that's why I don't have much money right now, like, I don't need to brag to you guys, I'm bragger, I don't like braggers. Wow. That got more likes than my last three Facebook posts. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> and that was just a roommate that she was driving around with, just saw her going off, and then started recording her and sold it immediately to TMZ. Wow. Uh, you know what I would say to Amanda? What's that? Pick your friends. Don't let your friends pick you. Mm-hmm. That's not a friend. No. 
I mean, they're, they're just, he's just, he knows she's nuts. And he's just, I'm sure he has plenty of other tapes of just her going crazy, talking crazy shit. We well, probably got a bunch of money from TMZ for that. Yeah, he sold, yeah, he definitely sold it off to them. How much money do oh. you think he got for that? I say he got $75,000. I wish he would have called me first. I'd have given him 82. Oh, my God. I would have given him $82,000 for that. Wow. Yeah. She says like a lot. Yeah, well, that's part of her problem. Yeah. You know, she was homeschooled. Mm hmm. And she says literally a lot also. Yeah. I just saw a thing that they've actually changed the meaning in Webster's Dictionary that literally doesn't mean what it used to mean. Where they had to make it where it, it means the way that people use it now. Like when I'll go like this Fez is literally the funniest person in the world. Obviously, that isn't true. So they had to add a meaning for literally. I think I saw this on the newsroom TV show, right? That Webster's Dictionary did that. Which means we no longer have a meaning for the word literally that we used to have before. There's literally the meaning has changed because, only because we've misused it for some right. reason. But it shouldn't be allowed to change because people are mistakenly using it. That's all words are. Words are only the way people use them. Mm -hmm. And that's so, how it's used now. Yeah, and how it's used now. And I would blame this on Gorilla Monsoon more than anyone <laughs> else because I remember every week that Gorilla Monsoon was doing play-by-play -play for wrestling, he would go like this. He literally knocked his hat off. And you're like, Gorilla, <laughs> you're going to lead to a change in the dictionary. But most people use it that way. You know what I mean? Most people now will not say, they will go, this is literally the best pie in the whole world. They should change the definition of gorilla, because I only use it in reference to gorilla monsoon. And then what do you call, you know, what we used to call gorillas running around Africa? Big giant monkey. Okay. All right, works BGM, if you will. I was talking about this. I went on a big hike in uh, Southern California recently. My girlfriend always laughed about this. I had a book about how to survive things, a survival book. Mm -hmm. It was for kids, but my nephew got it for me, and it was actually a great read. It was like a, it was like one of these joke gifts where they're like, he bought you this. Wink. He picked it up for you. And I was like, this is the best book I've ever had. <laughs> but uh, one, the defense against an ape... And the defense against a bear are the complete opposite. One is get big and be like, ah, and dominate and they'll get scared. And the other one is be real still and play dead. And I always confuse the two. That's the danger. Yes. So I, I still am confused. I think it's ape. You're supposed to be like, ah. I thought it was just the opposite. I oh, thought that right? you yeah. try to scare a bear. And with an ape, you just try to look smaller, like a, a, a beta male. I, ah, shit. We got, I got to figure this out. And yeah. it, it's funny because I was going for this long hike in the California woods. And I was like, I don't know which one's which. And this is the most omitted Google of all time. Why would I not just take a moment to Google this in case I run into a California black bear? But I didn't, and I still have no idea. See, my I get confused uh, even seeing apes and bears. They, I, I can't tell the difference between them. I know that sounds racist, but if I see a gorilla and I see a bear, I can't tell them apart. Mm, I, I think that's the opposite of racist. Thank you. You just see them. You don't see color. Thank you. Because I, mean, I guess a black bear is the same color as a gorilla. Well, I always like to ape. say I don't see color except in people. Uh -huh. And then that's the only thing I see. I can't help, I can't help yeah. to see that. Yeah. What is what like? Have you ever seen anything in the wild that actually frightened you? Have you ever been close enough to something that frightened mosquitoes, you? horse yeah. flies? 
You're but, probably more likely to die from a mosquito than a, you know, yeah. a bear. Although there's a lot of bears in the suburbs now. That's weird. Yeah. Mm. I and I in the, the village, too. Well, that's a... Pass is trying. What were you saying, Chris? I've run away from a skunk before, because I just didn't want to fucking get that way. Yeah, but the skunk isn't going to kill you. Matter of fact, I don't think there's as many skunks around as there used to be. No. It used to be like you would run into skunks all the time. Now they're few and far between. It might have been you moved to New York City, though. No, I, when I, I, uh, my parents are still at the summer place. They uh -huh. retired there. And I go, do you ever run into skunks anymore? And they're like, no. Oh. I go, what the fuck happened? Hey, uh, how many skunks does it take to stink up a room? Uh, one. A few. See, that's good. That's like a, you know, like a fun joke. Like when someone says, do you got a joke for me? You right. got one. Yeah. Boy, I feel like I'm going to get some heat on Twitter for that one. Yeah. Now, that's like, do you ever have like a, a joke that you can tell kids? You know what I mean? Like a joke for kids that you have for them? Because I have a skunk joke. for. Are you going back for Thanksgiving? Yes. I have a skunk joke for kids that's really, really cute if you want to hear it. I would love to hear it. I mean, it's not going to slow everything down for you guys? No, I want to hear it. All right. This uh, nun is sucking a dead skunk's dick, right? Okay. And she's just like taking it in and out of her mouth. She's Look, she's fingering the oh, ass. Oh, God. Like right? Yeah, you're... Yeah. And then she takes the finger out. She goes like this. It's a small bag. She puts it up to the kid's nose. And see, what you do, you put it up to the kid's nose, but you already had your finger up your ass. Uh, right? Uh, so that's the whole joke for it. The kids will just laugh. You know, no, they'll be freaked wow. out. Yeah. And then by the time they're done hearing it, the drug has taken effect. <laughs> now, do you let the kids see you put your finger in your ass? Oh, I always do. Oh, that's yeah, no matter what's happening. <laughs> Does it that's, take any of the magic out of it? No, no, it's magical when it happens. That's where the fun comes from. You know, like look at this. Look at Uncle Ronnie. Hmm. Um. Listen, this is kind of embarrassing, Joe, because uh -oh. you did a great job. Oh, boy. We don't have any helmet. We don't have a sign. Oh, jeez. I was thrilled about the helmet. <laughs> no, 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 no. We thought you'd be the kind of guy that wouldn't mind if we didn't have a helmet. I don't but we could have got everybody to play. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't need a helmet, per se, I don't think. Just to be a winner? That's yeah. how you feel good? The, the feeling was enough. You know, Fez, you, went, you searched everywhere to find a great prize yeah. for this. Yeah, and, it was all over the place. Well, give us the background of the helmet, because we've never really discussed it. Where did you get it, and why did all these great players sign this helmet? This helmet uh, goes back to the Super Bowl, when it was the... The original Super Bowl one? Jesus. Nope, this is the Saints versus the Colts Super Bowl. Uh -huh. Colts. So this was... Sirius XM was set up on Super Bowl Row. They were just uh, serious then. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, they? I think so. I think they were. I don't know. So they were set up, and as the guests came no, by to comment on the Super Bowl, <laughs> well, uh, they all signed this uh, helmet. Wow. And then the guy that had these signed was murdered. So and he wasn't using it. <laughs> they believe it was the slaves who built, the ghosts of the slaves that built the uh, helmet came back and killed him <laughs> in his sleep. <laughs> Is Tom Brady's signature on there? No. No. No, not interested. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Why would anyone like Tom Brady? I love Tom Brady. For what? Losing to the Giants all the time? Twice. Uh, he won three Super Bowls. He's going to win a fourth this year. 
And you heard I'm, it here from the from Big Joe list. You know, Tom Brady is one of those guys, Big Joe, mm-hmm. that if his career went in the opposite direction, he would be remembered forever. But it's disappointing that you won three in a row. Three out of four. Not three in a row. They won, didn't win, won, won. They won in 2001, yeah. 2003, 2004. The Bucks were in the middle of all the Patriots. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Of appearances. Oh. Three in a row. Like his first three appearances, three yeah. wins. Oh, I see. <clears throat> Thanks for getting me, Chris. Jeez. Uh, you Sorry. got three in a row, and then you lose two. Yeah. And it makes it... It would have been better if he would have won three and then never went back. Uh, I mean, you three could make that o, case, I guess. If he was 3-0, and o, he would be prettier than if he was 3-2. and two. But then he wins one in the end. Boom. 4-2. and two. That would help him. But he will never become the greatest of all time. He'll never get past Montana's spotless record. It may not be fair, but it just is. Not fair. And uh, in defense, uh, he had the team in great position to win both of those games against the Giants. And then uh, a lot of people uh, uh, forget that uh, Eli Manning threw a ball right into the hands of, uh, what's his toes there, whose name I can't, oh, this feels good, I feel like I've made strides in my life that I've forgotten his name right now, because (laughs) it made me uh, sick. Who was a defensive back for the Patriots that, uh, he was a pro bowler. Anyways, in that game-winning drive, in the game of the head catch. Yeah. He threw it. Asante Samuel. There we go. There it is. Oh, the hatred is back. Eli Manning threw a ball right to Asante Samuel. Went right through his hands. If he had picked that off, forget about it. Tom Brady, 4-0 and in the Super Bowl, undefeated. Undefeated. And you would have to say, at that point, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And we would have all said it. Right. He would have outshone. Then when you, and you know, and you would say, he's with a model, and his life is good. Thick and, penis. Yeah. Is it thick? I'm assuming. Yeah, it's a it's a good assumption to make. Yeah, it's a good assumption to make that it's that there's a girth to it. Yeah, you? that I, mean, I know that he's got to use a belt to keep his penis <laughs> to keep I mean, his penis at bay. Yeah, but to be honest, it's a kid's belt. All right. You know, I mean, his penis is the size of a small child, <laughs> but a husky child. <laughs> So, yeah, we would have said he was the greatest ever. Now, yesterday, he looked phenomenal. And you look like for a while, we're like, hey, the Colts are the the team of the future. They don't look like the team of the present. Right now, if I had to pick, Patriots are going back and the Packers. Mm. I think the Packers would beat the Cardinals, even though the Cardinals are 9-1. Well, the Packers, they have a terrific quarterback. Well, Brett Favre. This guy <laughs> spells his name funny. Have you seen it? Not a thick penis, oddly. No. Not a thick thin, penis. Noodle, yeah. noodle thin. Yeah. I never saw it, but I just judge by their, you want their, to? their way. I'm all set. You sure? Oh, God, I can see it he getting the, typed up here. He's all got right, the pictures. He sent the pictures out. Oh, wow. Wow, there's several pictures. Yeah. He sent them to a girl. Why is it not hard? I know I'm way behind on this story. <laughs> Why, who sends a soft dick pic? You want to wet right, right Here's the sad thing. I, That's as hard as he can get it. I get my dick hard before a shower in case my roommate walks in. I don't want it to be seen soft. Wow. Yeah, there it is. No. So you would actually, if someone was like barging in, you would be like, wait until I get this hard. Yes. Hold of on. Course. Someone's getting something hard. Yeah. I've done the naked comedy show before, and you have to fluff, but as soon as you go out, it. <laughs> 
rescinds. The naked comedy show. You never did that, right? I did it a few times, yeah. The Creaking Cave one? Not that one. I did it years ago in Boston by this guy, I Andy O'Fish. I thought the, the Creaking Cave invi- no. invented this. They've been doing naked comedy since the cavemen. <laughs> what are you kidding? All my heroes were nude. <laughs> No, I did it years ago, and I had a giant pubic hair, and I shaved two big circles, like Mickey Mouse ears. I thought it would look fun, but it just looked like an elephant. <laughs> I had two big black dots, and then a, a long How did it go over, though? How did you set, though? I think it went well, because yeah. everyone there is very welcoming and naked. Also, Some of the people are naked as well. It was enjoyable. I liked it. I liked it. It was very freak. Well, this is before I had, you know, HPV and herpes, so right. I had to but see, Joe, put it back in the... Uh... Joe, listen, it's surprising because you've told us before you deal with anxiety problems, yet ever, the anxiety dream is being naked, speaking in public, and then you go and do it and go, this is great. Right. Well, my anxiety is more talking one-on-one to strangers. If someone came backstage and was like, hey, you were great, then I would probably have a problem with You'd it. You'd be like... Um, Hold on, can we wait until some other people get here, right. and then I'll answer this question? Yeah. Can there be a crowd here? Yeah, and I'm the only one talking to yeah. stuff that I've written previously. It is, uh, Fez, are, how is it for you to make small talk with people like oh. in your neighborhood? Oh, I'm really bad at it. How are you, Chris? I can do it, but I, just don't, I don't like doing You're a it. mumbler, and uh, you speak too quietly, I'm going to guess, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I think I'm good at it, but on the inside, I'm, I'm turning red and dying. I want to kill myself. But I feel like I'm able to be like, oh, good to see you, Joe. I would love it if we both, like when you meet somebody in a coffee shop, if you both had microphones. I would feel much oh, more comfortable than that thing of someone's going, hot enough for you? And I'll just give them a hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's never that, it's never as comfortable as is sitting here, you know, doing this. I always felt that way with girls. I'd be on stage before I was uh, in a wonderful relationship. I would be on stage talking, be like, "Hey, look at this girl. What are you? What are you doing after the show? You want right. to come back to my hotel and blow me?" What? You know, I would never say that. <laughs> right. I was never that confident. But then afterwards, girls would be like, "Hey," and I'd be like, "Ah," and just staring at my I, shoes and uncomfortable. I want to get back on stage and finish this right. conversation. <laughs> it was a real problem. Um, you'd be like this. Do me a favor and come to my second show. Right. I can't talk now. Meet you back here in an hour for the second show. I had sex on a comedy club stage one time at a Christmas party. It was and pretty wild. Who was the comic you were with? Oh, it, was, it was a non-comic. Oh, I thought it was Gallagher. I thought, <laughs> I thought the punchline was going to be it was Gallagher. He smashed my <laughs> testicles with a hammer. <laughs> went everywhere. Did it feel like you were disrespecting the stage? No, I felt like I was respecting it. Mm. It was probably, was looking back, disrespectful for the girl. I probably right. could have I'm going to fuck home. you on the stage. <laughs> but, uh, you remember this when I'm killing later. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was probably disrespectful. Um, I want to tell you something, Chris. Yeah. I think we're at the point right now uh, where we've got to give him his trophy. And because he is the champion, the champion of the world. Joe List. There it is, oh, the wow. championship. That's the thing. Wow. This is so exciting. I want to put this on. Yeah. Well, we want to get a picture of you holding it and then one 
with it on, and another one with feds tackling you. James Prudell, just we don't know when it's going to happen. Wow. Yeah. I'm in the city for the rest of the day. i got to carry this helmet around. <laughs> like a maniac. We'll uh, keep it here for you if you want. Yeah. Jim Kelly. Yeah. Who's yeah. this? 74? McKinnon? Yeah. McKinn? Bryant McKinney. Oh, wow. All right. And 23. I can't read any of these. This is Joe Montana, front and center, right That's in the uh, the frontal lobe. Now right where what, belongs. Oh, wow, there's a little cheat sheet here. Thank God. Now what you need to do is there to be some kind of plane crash or terrorist attack at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and no one else will have these wow. at all. Dwight Clark, I see. Who else? The, is this Bo Jackson? No, it's too long of a name. Yeah. Now, you're right. That, that may be was, Chris Johnson. That uh-huh. was pre-XM on that because it just said serious. Yeah. Earlier, yeah. I was, I was uh, heading to the uh, studio. My girlfriend said, those guys are serious, right? And I was like, no, they're comedians. Uh, it was an actual miscommunication. Now... Was she worried that this was going to just, we were going to pull the football away from you, like, with Charlie Brown? Like, I thought I had it. I don't think this is going to fit on my head, by the way. This couldn't fit on my penis head. It's a tiny. Yeah, give it a try. Uh, You might want to take your headphones off first. There's a thing in here, too. Yeah, what is that? Someone else's head? I don't know. (laughs) There's a thing that prevents you from putting it on here. Oh, probably a smart idea, huh? Because they don't want you to use it in the backyard. And ruin all this. It's oh, it says strictly for ornamental use only. You got to put okay. it on a tree or something. Yeah, you got to put it on a tree. <laughs> Do not use I mean, these parts for play in yeah. any sport activity. Wow. Oh, I guess that's what they worry about, that somebody's going to use this mm-hmm. and then get a concussion and sue serious. Oh, here's, a, anyway. here's Jim McMahon. Boy, this is quite a thrill. It is amazing. Yeah. When, when we were looking all over, like, what do we have? Because we were looking for a signed football. And Fez comes back and he says, you probably won't want this. But I'm like, probably won't want... He goes, because it doesn't make sense, obviously. Why would all these... They're not all from the same team. <laughs> you would expect, like... Or generation, have, even. Yeah, have all the, like, 86 Bears yeah. sign it. What was your favorite team of all time, Chris? Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the, uh, the Giants that beat Brady. You would actually still celebrate that? Yes. The, the beat the perfect season? Yes. You have to. You know what's funny? That's my favorite team is the 07 Patriots. So we each have a, our two favorite teams yeah. of all time faced off. No, this is the... Uh, and Fez, your favorite team of all time? The 02 Bucks with that defense. No, you guys want to feel sad about something? I don't have a favorite team of all time. What about the 79 Eagles? Mm-mm. They killed me. They killed me in my heart. Mm. Except for Vince Papali. I want to just wear this, attach these the chin strap to my headphones. Wow, well, that's a good have idea. This on. Not bad. It looks like you're going to wrestle later by just putting really that on. I've never really had much need for a chin strap in my life. I got a uh, pretty weak jawline if you're listening at home. Uh, speaking of wrestling, I just saw Foxcatcher, a terrific movie. Oh, really? Because I saw some bad reviews on it. Oh, I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I heard the reviews I wrote, I, 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 I didn't write them, I read them. <laughs> But said slow moving, slow moving. I thought it was slow moving. Slow moving is usually a thing that dumb people say. No, <laughs> <laughs> this movie was slow moving. You know, they said they said like a slow moving. That's <laughs> a slow moving movie over there. Um, I know that whole story from living in that area. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering how you know 
what they would bring to it. I'm like, people are like, I hope Corel is funny. And I'm like, it's not <laughs> funny. But I read a thing that they didn't even tell the whole story. Because, I mean, you guys know the basic premise. This is not a spoiler thing, right? Right, yeah. That he had held the cops at bay for hours. You know what I mean? It was a standoff after it happened. Uh-huh. And uh, everybody was waiting for him to get, you know, for to happen, you know. What you always hope for will happen. When you're watching a stand-up, mm-hmm. you want to see somebody get whacked. Yeah. I wonder why they wouldn't have put that in. I guess they thought it was anticlimactic. Maybe they were running out of time. It was a long movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it didn't feel slow to you? I mean, I, I don't think so. I didn't didn't feel slow to me. I always question my opinion of a movie after I hear a review. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> I thought it was great, though. Interstellar! Yeah. That I couldn't wrap my head around. I feel yeah. like a real idiot on that one. I hated it. I couldn't, the dimensions and the time. I was like, I don't know what and the And the reviews going on are pretty here. bad on that, right? Yeah, they're not being very kind to it. Now, I plan on seeing Foxcatcher over the Thanksgiving break, but I also want to see Nightcrawler. I heard good things about I that. I saw Nightcrawler. Did as you well. like it? I have a movie addiction. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, and then the last uh, 10 minutes I thought was some of the worst. That's thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to leave it. There's just 10 minutes left. I'm going to say to the usher, I'll say, look, I'm trying to impress this girl here. Come and get me and say I got a phone call from the president when there's only 10 minutes left. <laughs> and I'll go like this. Honey, I got to take this, all right? I got to. What am I going to do? Say the president of the United States. Yeah, and then you'll leave being like, that was a good movie. Man, I'll leave. I'll go, that movie was great. And then what would be your fake banter with the president as you're holding the phone to your head. I'll go, look, you crazy bastard. You, I've told you a hundred <laughs> times, right? <laughs> I've met a president before, though. Which one? Can I guess? Yeah. I'm going to guess Jimmy Carter. Nice try. No. All right. I'm going to give you a second guess. All right. If you give me like six, I'm going to nail it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to give you six. All right. Let me... Can I ask uh, some follow-up questions? Yeah. All right. Republican? Yes. Question mark. All right. I'm going to say George Bush Sr. You got it, my friend. Yeah! All right, all right. Now, he was a guy that I didn't even think, like, I had to go do this thing. And I'm like, who gives a shit, George Bush Sr.? But the excitement level of being next to the most powerful person in the world, it surprised me. Mm -hmm. And the energy surprised me. Yeah. I never felt anything like it before. Wow. You know, yeah, I would. I would like to meet a president, even uh, George Bush, George W. Bush. Who I'm, I'm, I'm See, not I, a fan of. I would still enjoy being in his presence. I think that to meet them after they're out of office probably doesn't have the same thrill. I uh-huh. think it's the office that's the exciting thing. Yes, Feds, pick the next president right now: Hillary Clinton, Chris, Mitt Romney. What do you think? I was going to say also Hillary Clinton. Although George Will said she has no chance. I'm going to say this. Whoever's going to be the next president, their name hasn't popped up yet. Whoa. That's probably better. No one's discussing them yet. Uh Because we're kind of sick of both parties. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's going to be a third party. But I think one of the parties is going to pop out somebody that we're going to go, Oh, this is a fresh new start to make us forget about the past. Watch out for these Republican Latinos. I'll tell you my problem with Hillary Clinton. What's that? It makes me think Clinton Bush again. I can't keep putting up with that. And if the Republicans run a Bush, it's why I would never vote vote for Mitt Romney. I've already seen you around before. I need something new and fresh. I want somebody that maybe just 
didn't even know that there was a job at the presidency. They just heard about it. They've been <laughs> busy doing something. And they're like, we almost like demand, like, we need you to do it. Lead us. You want me on that wall. Thank you. You need me on that wall. Colonel Jessup, he should run. Yeah. He should be out of jail by now. I'm going to tell you right now, if you t- ask me, you got to vote for somebody that has been in office for a while or a bowl of goldfish. I'd be thinking, I'd be at least thinking, like, what is the worst the goldfish would do? I don't think a goldfish would start another war. I voted for Jill Stein last time. She came in fourth. Did you feel that down, or did you, you know... Would I would have liked a third-place finish. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have mind a bronze for yeah. my, my candidate. Well, we're making sure that we never even get a third-party person at the... At the at the talks anymore, right? At the oh yeah, the, the way they do the debates now, there is no way a third party person could get in, like dis- Ross Perot did. That disgusts me. Between you, me, and the uh, lamppost and the yeah. helmet, uh, I think there's a bit of a rigged deck in this country. I agree <laughs> with you. I think we got a real rigged deck on our hand. I mean, if there's anything this country needs, it's a a new party. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that we would say to both parties, just quit. And then we're going to start two nude parties, even if all you guys want to run back and start it. You say nude parties? Yeah, nude parties, like you do your stand-up. With the pubic hair, with the circles. That must have been one nutty night. And I can't picture it. It was two nutty night. Yeah. I cannot picture you doing this. Well, I'll get naked right now if you'd like. No, that's okay, Joe. Too late. (laughs) Well, my pants have been off the whole time. Put the helmet over your crotch. (laughs) This is a hell of a helmet. And you know what? There will be others, but there's never going to be another first, my friend. It's pretty exciting. There's never going to be another first. I want to take some pictures with it. Well, well Chris is going to line you up. Oh, yeah. We thought we'd have one that you'd be up with, and but we'll take pictures and uh, we'll get all that up there. But it's been exciting. It was the, you know, we're like the season is over. What ten weeks into it? Uh, was this ten eleven week. or ten? I think it was ten. Yeah, I think it was week 10. So that was week, was 10. week 10. So it still could have went on for another six weeks. But we went back and hear that thing that, Chris, you put that together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to hear how many people went out the first week was just so amazing, horrifying. Yeah, who did they all go out with? Chargers? A lot, a lot, no, a lot went out with uh, the, a couple people with the Packers. And then uh, some Bears. Patriots was a bunch. Pa- Three Patri- or four. Patriots was the biggest well, one week You won. know, because <sighs> they lost to the Dolphins. Remember, it it wasn't that long ago that we were told, the Patriots season is over, it's time for, and this is ESPN, it's not like I'm listening to some crazy AM news, right? But the people, the experts on ESPN were saying, Brady needs to step down. Yeah. And we need to, Belichick needs to step out. It was week four they decided that. The Chiefs, after the Chiefs game. And then they also said it about Aaron Rodgers. They're like, the Packers are done. And Aaron Rodgers had to say, like, fucking chill out, dude. We're only a couple of games into this. And both those teams yesterday looked extraordinary. You know? And the Colts, like I said, the team of the future, they keep calling. They're not the team of the present. Nope. The Eagles, I don't even know what to do with them right now. I mean, Sanchez literally played like a Sanchez yesterday. The biggest Sanchez. You can't stop looking at your helmet, can you? I love the helmet. It's, it's exciting. It's, I've never, well, it's, it's cool being this close to an actual like helmet. 
You only see him on TV, like you an know, NFL helmet. You never um, held a helmet like this before. I think I have, but years ago, in you the back know, of my high school days. You talked about eBaying it, but I see the pride now. Well, I'm seeing pride. I had an I had an idea, and I don't want to break up the party. Yeah. What, what if we what if we put it auctioned it to fans and gave that money to some sort of charity or something? Not that I'm not appreciative of the helmet, but I, I'm not really a sports collector. I do know a charity. I was contacted by somebody who has a brain tumor, mm -hmm. and they need help. Well, why don't we, what if, can we do that? Is that something we can do through the show? Uh, because uh, again, I'm grateful. I don't want to act like I'm not grateful for the helmet. I think it's the 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 thing, and I'm going to ask for one more thing. If you do that, yeah, I think you should sign <laughs> the helmet. I, I think that that might over Joe Montana. <laughs> over Joe Montana. Yeah, what that about Joe Montana? Well, luckily, he doesn't want to carry the helmet out of here. He <laughs> loves it. There's a big space for me to draw a big, you know, Highlander 14. Yeah, yeah. Highlander winner. It is a white helmet, so we could white out. Whatever player is your least favorite in place of my signature. But I would love if we could if we could use this to get money to somebody with, that I, needs money. I just got contacted on this yesterday, and uh, we'll take care of that. No, that would be great. I'd love to take pictures with it. Yes, take all the pictures that you want with it. Um, some nude, some <laughs> clothed. But I think that, first of all, I also think it's an amazing, amazing thing that you would do that. Oh, I'd be, I'd be happy to do Joe that. Joe List, everybody. Oh, Joe List. A real champion! Yeah. A real yeah. champion! We should cut the helmet in half. <laughs> Not a paper champion like the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh. who stole the plays from the Raiders. But a true champion. Joe List, everybody. Yeah. Oh, thank Play you. the champion. We'll put up the pictures of this helmet that will be auctioned off. Oh, Chris, I don't want you to get pictures of the helmet on the ground. I want Joe to be holding it. <laughs> no, he'll be it. holding it, yes. In front of You're like, guys. here's the picture of the helmet. I'll just we're, take, we're take a give look. That to Joe. Let's look, take a look at the viewfinder. I imagine this helmet is worth a lot of money to somebody. I mean, there's I hope so. a lot of Hall of Famers on here. Dwight Clark and Joe Montana. I hope so. Um, that was beautiful, man. All right, let's wrap it up. We got anything we need to plug? Um, all right, I've already heard this spy report, and I'm only getting it from Twitter, but they said that the Big J album, Crowd Work, is already in iTunes uh, Top 5. Uh, also up on the iBang, great article about Bob's Burgers. I think we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, and then some guy in Australia stole Fez's bit and is wearing the same suit, and everyone's writing to me about that. All up on the iBank. Anything you need to push, Chris? Also, Joe will be performing at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, December 4th through 6th. You go to ComedyAttic.com to get tickets to see Joe List live. That's it for us, guys. See you back in here tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.